this is the first time in a long time we have not spoken through said intro. Yeah, no, yet I was sitting here, I was holding it down. I was like, mm, mm. I was like, like I like I was almost out of poop, but <laughs> I was just like holding it back. It's like I gotta say something, but I didn't. Yeah, it's all good, man. Hey, good morning. Good, good fucking oh. morning. Yes. Did we lock the door downstairs? Yes. Okay. I saw you. Okay. Because you, like, I was walking down the hall while you were locking it. Okay. I left you in my fucking dust. <laughs> I forgot <laughs> if I did that or not. Yeah, you need some ginkgo biloba. What? Some ginkgo biloba, bro. You never heard of ginkgo biloba? No. This is memory loss for old people. Mm. Or some alpha brain from Joe Rogan. Have you, mm. have you seen the commercials for that? No. It's just like... Dudes are like all jacked up, it's like Wah! fucking taking their alpha brain, and they just like like the dude from Limitless, ooh, fucking numbers, numbers flying, flying through the air. It's just like I I don't remember the numbers flying through the air in the commercial, but it's like that's what the like yeah. that's the the sense that they give you is like you're just like you're in flow state, you know. Just take your alpha brain. It's like oh man, how many like jacked up dudes are like oh fuck yeah, I'm gonna take alpha brain, bro. Let's do it. Hmm. And then and then like they take it. It's like you feel anything? No, let's take another one. It's like that scene of Wolf of Wall Street when they take the lewds. Have you seen that one? I've seen Wolf of Wall Street, but it's been a long time. Oh, it's one of my favorite fucking scenes. He's fucking uh, uh, Leo and Jonah Hill are in the fucking basement. And uh, Jonah Hill um, said he found these fucking lewds that were like like uh, mythological. They're so fucking strong and they're so fucking old, right? And, uh, and they're like in this little jar. And he's like, oh, there's no fucking way you got those. It's like, yeah, okay, we got to fucking, we're going to wipe everything off the counter the whole fucking night. This, we're just going to go on a fucking trip. So they, they take one and they're sitting on the couch and they're like, you got anything? They're like, no. It's like, huh. Maybe we should take another one. Yeah, let's take another one. <laughs> take another one. Sit on the couch. They're down there fucking working out in the gym, <laughs> sweating all over the place. They're like, there's fucking nothing, man. So they're like, just give me some more. So they take like a fucking handful of them. And then, and all of a sudden when it hits, it's just like the whole fucking world flips upside down. Mm. It's like it's like he's in that um what's that move other movies in with the fucking buildings. Oh Inception. Inception, yeah. It's like that's what it's like. You remember the scene when he like crawls out to the Lambo? No, it's been so long since I've watched that movie. Oh yeah. Oh my god, it's such a good movie, man. Such a good movie. I'll have to rewatch it. Yeah. That Jordan Belfort guy, he's still like fucking crushing it. Like he's like he's rich as fuck. He went to jail, got out of jail, and he just comes out and just, like, shines up a fucking turd, you know? <laughs> I saw this uh, little, like, mini-doc on him, and he was uh, holding this conference on crypto in his living room. And, like, uh, um, he was charging people $40,000 a piece just to hang out with him Jesus. for the weekend. And there was, like, eight of them. Call them crypto bros. And, uh, and so... Those people who have a lot of money. Yeah. Well, fuck. $40,000 yeah, a piece. Clearly. You better have a lot of money to, to hang out with Jordan Belfort for two and a half days or whatever. So, like, he just sat around. He said, like, everybody, like, was hanging around around the pool, drinking and eating and stuff. And then all of a sudden, like, three hours into the fucking weekend, he shows up. <laughs> He's just like, what's up, guys? So he said he just sat around and told stories about good old days for, like, the first five hours they were there. They didn't even talk about crypto. Well, Then they went out to the club and did all this shit. And it's just like... I don't know. I guess if you got the fucking Midas yeah. touch, you can get someone to pay $40,000 to sit around and listen to old stories. 
And then when I come to our podcast, it'll only cost you zero dollars. Zero dollars. <laughs> we we'll, should probably we'll, pay people. We'll pay you. We'll bring you. We'll give you coffee and bottled water. <laughs> Fucking Bill, it just goes deep. He just like goes and takes the water. No, well, there's nothing in there right now. So. Shit, shit. We got to figure that out. Bill's working at an IV bar. A what? An IV bar. Like, it's in downtown <clears throat> Madison. Um, you can get, like, vitamin drips and shit like that where, like, uh, it's, like, on Saturday mornings and Sunday mornings, it's, like, the hangover p- cure. So all these college kids show up, and it's, like, you just hang out, and you got an IV drip going into your arm on the, on the pick. Seriously? Yeah, and it's, like, he's, like, there's all kinds, of like, NADA drips and or NAD drips. All this different stuff. It's supposed to be, like, amazing. That's like, kind of fucked up. You come out of there feeling like a million bucks. It's a legit IV. Yeah, it's a legit IV. Yeah. Who puts in the IV, Bill? No, no, no. There's a nurse. There's a, like, on-staff nurse that has to do the IV and administer it. Gave me the chills. Oh, I'd do it. I'd fucking give it a shot. I like liquid IV. I That, that stuff makes me feel better, so I can't imagine, like, a, a direct line, like, mainlining some, some good juice. Yeah, I did the liquid IV stuff. I tried it. It's not my jam. No? It's super, like, <clears throat> there's so much product or, like, powder that goes in the drink. Mm. It just is so heavy in it. Oh, see, I mix it. I don't do the eight ounces. I'll do, I'll do like, one of those Nalgene bottles with oh, one. I, no, I think it was supposed to be 16 ounces, 16 but still, ounces, it was yeah. just... Well, and I didn't put it in, uh, like, a plastic bottle, uh, like a reusable bottle, because I didn't know if it would, like... Flavor it? Yeah, stick yeah. to the bottle kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, you got to wash it out still yeah. when you're done. But Well, yeah, for sure. But So I did it in, like, a, you know, disposable plastic bottle, and it was, like, it was just so... One of the, like, standard size? Like, we could, like that yeah, one like over there? Yeah, like a 16.9 ounce. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's not enough water. No, man, it was so thick and, like... Ugh. Yeah. And... Well, I'm not like, I'm not as dehydrated as a landscaper might be, you know, working around outside all day. And I was just like, yeah, this just tastes like a fucking propel pack you dump in there. But right. I dumped four of them in instead. So oh. it was that thick. <laughs> four propels. Yeah. Yeah. I've never done it. Like, I always, I, like, I always figure, like, I'm just going to put it in a whole bottle because I, I don't like that super powerful flavor mm-hmm. either i'm with you on that 100 percent. but it, the other thing i've heard is it makes you pee a lot oh sure. so um so i'll drink like one one full nalgene in the early hours of the day and then i'll fill it back up and then i'll dump uh um one of those in there like an afternoon so like i'm sipping on it all afternoon i'm usually finishing around you know the end of the day but it's like i i feel um, measure, measurably better at like four or five o'clock. Mm, mm-hmm. Like lunchtime, you sit down. I sit down and eat some lunch, and then I when I get back up, it's like okay, I can tell I've been sitting for twenty minutes, and then I get back up, and then I start going again, and I'm a little slower, and then but like it just kind of ramps up. It's pretty nice. I like it. Um, my mom, it was funny, so. I got my mom some on accident for yep. Christmas. I think it's Christmas, last year, Mother's Day, whatever it was. Um, and so, oh, I should do that again just as a gag. Get her some more. I'm going to get her some more for Mother's Day. She's going to ask if the foot massager is coming next. <laughs> no, that's good. I'll have to remember that. Um, but uh, she she loved them. She loved them. She said they made her feel great. Dude, she's down to like 104 pounds. 
Wow. I don't know how a person gets that small. She's happy as fuck. So that's good. Yeah. It's great. Be happy. Be happy, my friends. And my mom. Oh, don't let me yawning. No. <clears throat> you know what? You ever have one of those nights where for no reason in particular, you just can't fall asleep? Mm. Yeah. And then when you do fall asleep, you just wake up like 40 minutes later. You're like, okay. And now you're still awake. <laughs> really? And then you fall asleep, but you only fall asleep for like an hour. And then you wake up. Okay. <laughs> that was me last night. That sucks. Dude, I couldn't fall asleep for shit. I finally, the last time I looked at what time it actually was, it was one seventeen. Mm. And then uh, I dozed off somewhere in there and I woke up. I'm like, oh, I actually felt kind of awake, but it was only 2.30. Oh, that's the fucking worst when you wake up and you think it might be time. Yeah. And you realize, oh, it's only 2.30. And so I did that like two or three more times. And then I finally sat there at like 5.30 as my dog wanted to go outside. And I'm just like, shut up. <laughs> and then I waited and I waited and I waited. And then I finally just got out of bed. So half an hour you waited and waited and waited and waited? Yeah. Well, 45 minutes. Okay. You know, Do the you, standard. So I don't know. I'm I tired. Got, that's, what I'm, that's my point. I'm I tired. Got, I got a new trick, bro. I'm going to share it with you. This is my new trick for sleeping better. What the hell are you? I'm going to find it. Okay. Oh. He found it. I found it. White noise. Rain and thunder sound therapy. Tell there's uh, fucking ghost talk on there. What? White noise. That's like when they do the EVP shit. Oh, and oh, like, that whispering shit. Yeah, and then the the fucking is that spirits. EVP or like I thought it's or not like AS, EVP, whatever AS, it is, um, but A- ASMR. The spirits fucking talk to you through that shit. Oh yeah, that's bad. I don't listen to the spirits. I don't know if I'm connected to Bluetooth right now on this thing. Let me find out. You just you just hang on, everybody, for one second. We got some shit going on. You hang on. I'm gonna hang on. Like Al Bundy. Roadcaster, connect. Fucking connect. Just paired to my iPhone. Boom. Count it. Check it. <laughs> you sound like Kevin when he plays video games. <laughs> Here we go. This is copyright. Just wait for the intro. This is an hour long, everybody. This guided sleep meditation. Oh my god, no. <laughs> That fucking dude would not put me to sleep. He actually does put me to sleep. Really? Yeah. Oh, he would not put me to sleep. He'd this like, guided sleep meditation. See some fucking bald guy with a forked tongue. <laughs> <laughs> fucking out of Harry Potter or some shit coming at me. I'd like, I could, I could maybe meditate to him, his, that voice. And then you'll fall asleep. Maybe, I don't know. But that's what you use? I used to do that all, I used to have to listen to that all the time. Which is weird. There must be some subliminal messaging in there where you're like, you can't fall asleep without listening to this shit. <laughs> well, maybe that's what it is. Yeah. But it, there's there's like a weird, you know, it's like a hypnosis thing, right? Or whatever. Yeah. Meditation hypnosis. And like in the beginning, it's like you're just doing what he's saying. And he's like, close your eyes. They feel like curtains. And you're like, yeah, fuck. No, they don't. I'm just going to close my eyes. And then you're listening. You're like, this is dumb. This is dumb. And then suddenly you're like, start thinking about something else. But it's still playing in the background. And then like, 
Oh fuck! I was just sleeping. <laughs> I do that sometimes, like with where I'll just be like sitting in bed, going, oh, "I'm not gonna fall asleep," and then I'll start thinking about something, and then that thought just kind of slowly blends and like morphs into a dream. Oh yeah, and and all of a sudden it's like I'm like, wait a minute, is this, this real? is this is like <laughs> way more than what I was thinking about. How come I can see what I was thinking, you know? And then I was just like, I hope I do that. Open my eyes. Oh fuck. Ah, oh, fuck, uh, I was asleep. Yeah, you're doing some lucid dreaming there. Yeah. Shit. Now I got to get back at it. I, uh, yeah. I was having this really fucking weird dream. And it was after the Shelly podcast. So it made sense because it was like sure. ghost related, right? Yeah. And, <clears throat> but it wasn't like scary. It was really interesting. And I knew it was a dream in the dream, which made it more fun because I was even less scared or whatever. And I had to. I woke up and I'm like, "Fuck, that was a good dream." And I remember I was talking to Sam. I'm like, I'm honest. I hope I have the same dream, or I can pick up where I left off because that was pretty legit. <laughs> Episode two. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like when you have a dream that makes no sense, that's great. Oh yeah, I. But I, you're aware. I, in I it. love those. Yeah, because that's the best. Because <clears throat> you're like, "Fuck it, I can do whatever yeah. I want." So if you're a sleep analysis, here's the dream. Because now I talked it up. Sam and I had a house, but we didn't have kids yet. But there was a wing of the house we never went into, and we were looking to sell the house, and then we finally toured the wing that we never went into, and then we found a garden that we never went into that had another building that apparently we owned, but that building we owned was haunted, and so we started like touring that, and then we met all the ghosts that haunted it, and we started hanging out with them. No shit. <laughs> Fuck, man. That sounds like, like a pretty cool, like a, that's a TV show. Yeah, and like one of the floors of the building that we owned that was haunted, like had one of those giant fucking like king style uh, dining tables. Oh, it was just lined with people. Oh. Yeah, and it was just lined with ghosts. And there's like this one head ghost at the head table, and so we we're sitting at the table like chilling. Yeah, and we were eating. <laughs> what were they doing? Were they eating too? Yeah. How do ghosts eat, I, bro? It was a dream. You can't. I know. I'm just know. asking. I'm not criticizing. I'm just asking. Like, what does that look like? Like, it's like Peter Pan style. Peter Pan style. Neverland. Whatever the. Well, I know that, but what it like? Like, if it's a ghost and then like put it in their mouth, do you see it going <laughs> through them? Like, no, they just eat air, but they pretend it's. Oh, stuff. okay, gotcha. I'm just. It's is it like ghost food? I don't know. I. It, that would one be of those things more legit, like if they're eating a ghost steak, that'd be legit, then they yeah. cut it, and then they eat it, and then it just disappears. But if it's like a real steak, because the ghosts are kind of transparent, or were these ghosts not transparent? I know they weren't transparent. Oh, fuck. So they were like like legit-looking people, but they were, they were dead. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> that's even better. That's even better. I like that better, because then it's like you're actually sitting at a table with a bunch of people. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Cool, man. It was it was an interesting dream, needless to say. Shelly Mordini, yep. tell us what the fuck that dream means. I need to ask Shelly. See, I have a theory that there are ghosts now all around us just living life like they would normally live life in our furniture. So, like, there could be two ghosts right now ta- having a conversation in this ethereal, in this podcast studio, while we're doing it at the same time. Yeah, actually, I don't think that. do that'd the, be cool. That'd be a cool movie. Do the wacky weed before you came. That'd be a cool movie. <laughs> that would be that would be cool. Well, that's kind of like Beetlejuice. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, 
<clears throat> you know, I haven't seen Beetlejuice in like twenty something years. Well, right, but yeah, yeah, it's like I remember when that movie came out. It was fucking cool. Like, yeah, the little shrunken head dude. Mm-hmm. And then when he's like sprinkles the shit on Beetlejuice's head, he's like, wow, wow, what's going on? Yeah, it's fucking god, I love that. I love that movie. Yeah. And then the chick when they made that really long face on her when she tried to be scary, Not she looked like a like a stork or some some crazy shit. They like stretched her face out. Um, was that right when they were getting like some weird CGI stuff? It wasn't CGI. It was like a mask okay. that they put on her face, and it was fucking huge. Yeah, it was fucking huge. Maybe like the CGI, like when they shrank his head. Yeah, I don't like. They had to use some sort of CGI, right? When they did that, because his head shrunk like on camera per se. But it's like maybe they just kind of zoomed in on it or zoomed out of it. You know, I don't know how they did that, but. Like, there wasn't a lot. It was all still pretty much live action. Yeah. Yeah, because they had, like, all the dead people were, ju- were just, like, people, but they were dead. Um, then they did, like, the, uh, the the dead football players, you know, mm-hmm. and then the lady who smoked, and then the smoke came rolling out of her neck. Remember her? The mm-hmm. old lady. Um, then they did the fucking line dance thing on the stairs at the end. Yeah. Yeah. See, I think older movies... And maybe it's not CGI, and maybe that's why I think this, but the way they used to do some of the special effects that would are modern-day CGI just seemed, honestly, and this could be, like, TV quality, too, but it seemed less computerized. Like, oh, yeah. there's some CGI now where you're like, that looks so fake. How can, in 2022, how can you get away with that? When it's supposed to look, mod, like, super realistic, and you're like, eh, that's really poorly done. Does it? So I always think too, like, like I know better. Like when I see something, I know better. Like I know it's not real. So is my mind making it less real? Oh sure. You know, I I feel like I know what you mean, and I've seen like some really shit movies. You know, like cheap budget movies where the CGI is fucking dog shit. Like I get that. Yeah, but I've seen it in some mainstream movies too. Yeah, I always feel like it's just me when I see that. Maybe, Maybe it's not, but it's like I just I just feel like it's like huh. Yeah. yeah, maybe it is just me getting older and cynical. So, do you remember the first movie you ever watched on, like, when 4K came out? No. I watched Interstellar with Matthew McConaughey. Yeah. And there's a scene when they're all sitting kind of in the spaceship capsule. And they're sitting around talking. And I was watching it on this 4K TV. And it was on, a, on a, like, a Blu-ray or whatever. And I looked at him like, that looks fake as fuck. Yeah. Like, the buttons and shit, all that, like, it's all, it looks super fucking fake. And it's like, ah, I hate this. Yeah. Like, I want to feel like I'm actually watching somebody in a spaceship. And now you can't believe it because I I can look at it and go, that's not a spaceship. Mm-hmm. That's fucking cardboard. Yeah. What is going on here? Well, and sometimes I do, like, green screens that just, like, who fucking matched up your fucking skin tone and the lighting behind you in the green screen because it doesn't match it looks like you're in a planet far away and you happen to have a beach behind you oh yeah like that looks terrible the worst ones the most obvious ones for me and it's probably because i look for it is the car scenes when they're driving. oh yeah out the windows yeah, yeah it's like it's like if you're gonna fucking do one of those it better be fucking awesome yeah because like the old ones like you know like you look at the ones in the 50s and you could tell it was like a, a screen behind them mm-hmm. playing, you know, it's like, so 
and they're not really driving. But nowadays, it, you better be able to fucking sell it. Yeah. If you got to either shoot a car that's actually driving or fucking have an amazing green screen behind it that's just like playing perfect scenery that matches the color of the car, the depth of field, mm-hmm. everything. Yeah. I don't know. When, yeah, I don't know either. When's the last time you went to the theater? Hmm. It's been a while. I took Lincoln to his first movie. That's the last time. It was a year ago, year and a half ago. Okay. It was during COVID because I was not, because mm. no one was in the theater. Right. But we saw a Paw Patrol movie. Ah, the old Paw Patrol. Yeah, that was Lincoln's first theater experience. So, well, maybe it wasn't. Maybe he went to a movie with my mom or something. That was my first experience with Lincoln in a theater. Mm-hmm. What did he think? Uh, he did. He did awesome. I did the mistake though. Like, we bought snacks. Uh huh. Forgetting that he's he was three at the time. <laughs> And you get, like, movie-sized snacks. Yeah, exactly. So we got this giant blue slushy that he had two drinks of. Uh Uh-huh. And we had something else that he had, like, three of. Better better that than him drinking the whole fucking thing. Oh, for sure. Yeah. But then my cheap ass is like, I just spent fucking $14 on a goddamn slushy and... You're drinking it. (laughs) Yeah, I don't even remember what it was. Whatever Mm. else we bought. But I'm like, I'm eating this. Maybe it was popcorn, even. Mm. So I ate it all. But no, he he uh he liked the experience. He sat awesome, he was quiet. Um there's a couple times where you know he's three, he gets excited yeah. and he's like, oh. but the movie ended. Yeah. And that's hard. <laughs> that was hard when the movie ended. Like What the fuck? <laughs> you're like, What? I wanna watch like can we watch it again? I'm like, no, buddy, that's not how this works. Uh-huh. Oh, I want to see it again. Yeah. And he had a lot of questions, not to spoil anyone who hasn't watched the Paw Patrol movie. But Chase, the like the police dog, um, is sad in the movie because bad things happen. And he mm-hmm. goes, well, why is Chase sad? So, <coughs> Watching movies like with kids, little kids, is so much more awesome. Like, like as far as like, because... It, to them, it's, like, kind of real. Yeah. You know, like, the story's real, the characters are real. And I remember the first movie I ever went to, I think, was Rambo. Okay. And I went with my big brother, and he did not want to take me. He was, like, my dad. I think my dad made him take me. Him and his friend and me went to the movie. He's, like, getting there, he's, like, just shut up. <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, okay, okay. So we're sitting there watching fucking machine guns and blood and blowing shit up. And there's a scene where John Rambo jumps off of the edge of a fucking cliff to save his life. And, and, and like in the middle of the theater, he jumps off the cliff and disappears. And, and the movie's theater's dead silent. And I go, is Rambo dead? <laughs> and he's like, shut up, God. Knew I shouldn't have taken you here. Knew I shouldn't have brought you. So dumb. So, you know, it was like, I'd, I'll never forget it just because he was like, you know, he's a big brother. Yeah. It's like, I want to take my little kid brother with my friends to go watch fucking Rambo. Right? I want to sit there and eat popcorn and cuss and, you know, all the stuff. And it was just like, but it was, uh, it was a good time. Yeah. Fun. Well, um, you know, and with Lincoln, 
he's at the age where like if we put a movie on at home, we never just like sit down with the boys and watch a movie. Right. There's too much going on. There's there's too many options. So well, it's always like background stuff, right? It's like, hard to sit down and watch a movie that isn't going to appeal to that age kid. Well, you know? But even on like Disney or something, like we put on kid movies that they like. Sure. Like I know they like it, but it's always like they're playing on the floor and then occasionally wa- look up and watch it for a few minutes and then move on to their thing and then come right. back like, you know, 20 minutes later and like, oh, yeah, and then they move on. But like at the theater, it was just, you know, it's so encompassing mm-hmm. that he was just engulfed in it that's awesome well it at the in the theater is supposed to be special yeah for you sure. know and so like if you treat it like it's special then that's like you know it, i honestly like when i was raising my kids it was like no tv no tv and all that and uh and then it was I, looking back it's like man i know people who raise their kids around tv like you do and it's like they just put something on and it's like it's so readily available that they're not like they just don't care. Yeah, it's just like kind of like oh, whatever. It's like it's on if I want to watch it, I can, but I don't need to. Whereas kids who grew up without TV, if the TV's on, it's like I'm doing nothing but yeah. watching TV, and so it can turn into a problem. Yeah, you know. So I, it's it was always a hard. Yeah, we went. Sam and I me. went when we first had kids. We had the mindset like, oh, they're not going to be glued to devices and shit like that. Mm-hmm. And then just by nature of, um, you know, my mom babysitting and how her household kind of runs and things, it's like he's exposed to it. Mm-hmm. Let's just make it not a special thing. Yeah. And and in honesty, at our house, like before we had kids, we had a TV on all the time just as like background noise. Mm-hmm. And so it just kind of morphed into a normalcy. Right. And so eventually we just broke with Lincoln. It's like, yeah, whatever. Put on whatever you want. And then it's just going to run in the background. And we're, but we're not going to pay attention to it. So I don't know if that's a good thing to do or not. Probably not. I, I, I can't think it's honestly, I don't think it's a bad thing. I think it's, I think it's worse when, when you use it as like a, um, as like a pacifier, Mm -hmm. you know, like, Dude, it's hard for me. Like, I go to a restaurant and I see like a fucking baby in a fucking high chair with a with an iPad in front of it, you know, playing some kind of really high intensity, colorful shit, blasting and all the. It's like that's like their whole like they're just disappearing. Yeah, you know, and it's just like it's like so. You're when I see when my okay my idea is on when you have a baby. If you want to go to a restaurant, you need to experience the baby at the restaurant. And the baby needs to experience the restaurant with right. you. You know, it's like, that's the point. You're sharing the experience, you know, but it's like, if you're just like, you know, I don't want to have to share this experience with them. I'm just going to quiet them down with this electronic thing. It's just like, but then what happens if the battery dies? What happens if you go out and you don't have one of those mm-hmm. things? It's like, they're and they lose their fucking shit. It's like. You know, I think it, that's that's where it's like over over the top toxic for little kids. It's like you've seen those little videos. A little little kid picks up a book and tries to swipe the page. Oh yeah. You know, it's just like it's an exaggerated point because it's like they'll figure it out to turn the page. But still, there's like a, a 
it's just a sadness to it. That's like they're not experiencing the world. They're not experiencing their parents. They're not experiencing the people around them. The senses, like sticking a fork or, or or a napkin in their mouth, and like all that shit, you know, that kids do. So it's like a um, fork's a bad example. Yeah. No, I. You know, in in our case, I could. I'm positive between Sam and myself. Like if it, if if the boys just sat and watched, there'd be a whole different mindset around it. Oh yeah. But as soon as we like found out that it's just background noise and they yeah, then then it's like, oh, they ask for it. They mm -hmm. do. Like they'll come over and ask, like, oh, Wesley now likes to watch this fucking dude called Blippy. Oh. Blippy. Yeah. And he goes, Blippy, and we put it on and he he smiles and then he goes and plays. And then Blippy is a kid's show on YouTube. Mm -hmm. But he sings songs. Yeah. So occasionally he'll sing a song and then the boys will like, while they're playing, sing the song he's playing with yeah. or singing. Or if he's singing about tractors, they'll go find their tractor toys and they'll start playing with tractors. Yep. You know yeah. what I mean? Uh, yeah. It's like, it's a, it's a, it's a blend. Yeah. It's a blend between the digital world and the real world. Yeah. And I don't, I don't think that's bad. It's yeah. like, it's like, again, it helps they, with imagination a little bit as long as it's not overwhelming. Like you said, if they're not sitting there focused on yeah, it the if whole they, time. If they literally sat on the floor of the couch and just like stared at a TV, then it's like, fuck that. No. Right. You get five minutes of that a day. Yeah. Motherfuckers. <laughs> letting you sit there and drool yeah. at the TV. No, I'm with you. Um, so I went to AMC for the first time in a long fucking time. Okay. Yeah. I haven't been up there in a very long time. It's fucking gross. Is it? Yeah, it's gross. Do they ever update the chairs? No. Ugh. No. And it's and it's like it's sad in a way. We went there on a Saturday night okay. to watch a movie. And uh um we Is that where you went to see the Batman? No. Okay. We watched the Batman in Portage. Okay. But there is Batman in the story. So we went to AMC to watch this movie. It's called Everything Everywhere All at Once. Fucking weird fucking movie. Never heard of it. It's like it's a it's an artisan film collection. So it's like an indie kind of thing. Um it deals with the multiverse, but it like it's it there's parts of it that are really fucking cool and they've got a really great story and the actors are really, really good at what they do. You remember Goonies? Mm -hmm. Remember the little kid? Fifty dollar bill, fifty dollar bill, the oh, little yeah. He's in it as a as an adult, and that's super trippy. When he showed up on screen, I was like, "Whoa!" Because he looks the same. Okay. Yeah, he's just like I like you could tell in an instant. Sounds the same, looks the same. He's just like fifty years old, so that was pretty cool. Um, but like, it just deals with like this family, the family dynamic, like like the husband and wife. Like you know, he's like this super optimist, and she's a super pessimist, and. Like, she grew up in this family that rejected her when she went with him and all these things. And so it's like the husband-wife dynamic, the mother-daughter dynamic, the father-son, mother-son, all those father-daughter dynamics, everything. And it's all hits you in the feels really good. Like, that's really well acted. But there's these parts of it that are fucking weird. Like, <laughs> like so fucking weird. Like, in order for them to ju jump from multiverse to multiverse, they got to do something that's out of the ordinary. Okay. <laughs> spoiler alert there's this scene where this guy's like you gotta do something like super fucking crazy right so this guy is looking around like he's got to look at something because if you jump from multiverse to multi multiverse you can take on the skills of another you in another universe or multiverse 
So like if there's another you living a parallel life, but it's a, you're a Kung Fu master, mm-hmm. you do this crazy fucking thing and then you can download those skills. Okay. Right. So like, uh, um, there's a scene where this, they're at the IRS and this IRS agent, her, um, trophies that she gets for being a great IRS agent looks like a giant fucking butt plug. And it's, I mean, they're, they're huge. And this guy, like he's looking around for something to do and he sees this giant butt plug. <laughs> On the, on the table and he's like oh and, he, and the woman he's fighting she, she sees it and she's like no you can't have it so she takes it and all these things and all of a sudden he fucking lands on it and it jams up his ass so now he's a superhuman kung fu guy <laughs> but he's got no pants on and so as he's fighting you see this butt plug yeah. waving around underneath his ass it's fucking craziest it's like what the fuck am i watching so fucking weird it was crazy and it's like if you can get past the the absolute insanity of some of those scenes it's a fun movie and it's like and it can hit you in the feels for sure but it was like huh but anyway we get into the theater to see this movie and uh um it's like, first off, it's like $4 more expensive than it is at Portage, which I have no idea why other than it's the Dells. So we walk in, the dude's like taking tickets and he sends us to the theater. And it's like, of course, we're going to get some snacks. We get some popcorn and I got a slushy. And it's like, I don't need a fucking giant slushy. Mm-hmm. Don't need it. I don't want it. The other theater, I can just buy a beer. <laughs> I don't know that. Yeah, Portage Theater. I've never been to the Portage Theater. It's fucking great. It's the best theater, bro. It's like the best. Thing. I don't even know where it is. It's like um, right downtown. Okay. It's got the super chill laid back seats with the yeah. recliner, wide arms on them, you yeah. know, leather. And it's just, it's so nice. Okay. Yeah. And every Tuesday it's five bucks. Any movie, five bucks. Gotcha. Yeah. Anyway. So we, we were like going into the theaters. Well, the theaters aren't numbered. At the, AMC? Yeah. Well, well, some of them aren't numbered. They're, and some of them are numbered with like a like they took a piece of cardboard and a stencil, cut it out, spray painted it, and then stuck it on the wall. Hmm. It's like fucking just spend some money on this, but it's whatever. It's AMC. I don't know, maybe they don't have the money to spend. So we walked in the wrong theater first, and it's Batman. And we walked in, and those theaters are huge. Yeah, they sit. How many people do you think they sit? A couple hundred. Mm. Maybe a hundred. Maybe like 150, 160. Yeah. Okay, so. Somewhere well, between. no, I bet it is a couple hundred. It's what at least twenty across. Yeah, that's and what I'm saying. At least twenty rows. Yeah. So yeah, a couple hundred. I'm gonna say a couple hundred. There was like three people in there. Yeah. And it's weird when you have that many seats. Yeah. Right. And we like looked in there and we saw Batman playing. It's like Stephanie's like just trucking up to the seats, and I'm like, hey, hey, hey. So I go, this ain't our theater. <laughs> so come back down, find our theater. We're the only ones there yeah. out of 200 seats, say. It was weird. Empty. Fucking popcorn on the ground, floor sticky. Yeah, and fucking cleaned it. You know, and it's just like, uh. So I just as soon not go there. Yeah, we. I used to, well, as a teen ager, as a, I don't know why I said it like that. <laughs> Twice. <laughs> teen ager. As a teenager, like, that was the theater because it was accessible and... Oh yeah, you know what I mean. You well, want it was, when you, yeah. it was the cool place to go back then. Well, and in Sock, they have a little theater in Sock, and we would go to Sock to movies just because we had friends who would work there. Mm. But like, have you ever been to the theater in Sock? No, huh? It's it's you know, 
The one have, right there on the river, right? Yeah. Yeah. They have the big theater up front, which is the main one. And then they have two downstairs, but they're like very intimate. Like they can only seat maybe 35 people. Okay. So they're not like true, like big screen. Like there would often be people who would go to a movie and like, oh, it's in that theater. Nah. Oh. Okay. Or they would be like, yeah, this is not a movie theater. This is smaller than my it's living like a room. Home, home theater. Yeah. Yeah. So Portage theaters, they're not as big as the AMC. Mm-hmm. They're not that big. You know, I'm saying if I'm counting in my head, 80 people. Okay. You know, um, it's good. It's it's big enough where you feel like you're in a theater yeah. and the seats make it so much more worth it. And there's like, there's one of them that's a little bit smaller that maybe is along that size, like 40. But I think the other ones are like 80. You know, but it's all... It's all, like, how close you are to the screen. Like, I don't go to a big movie theater and sit anywhere in the front half of the theater mm-hmm. if I don't have to. No, because the screen's so fucking huge. It's too big. Yeah. If I have my preference, I sit in the back row where I don't have to fucking turn my head 90 degrees to see the whole thing. Right. And so in a theater that's smaller like that, you know, assuming you're just closer to the screen, perspective-wise, it should be the same. Right. And I think the big thing you get from a theater is the sound. The sound, the experience of just like the whole enveloping right. you in the movie. Right. That's what I want out of a theater experience. Yeah. yeah. I want to feel like I'm in it. So it's legit. You should mm-hmm. go. You should go sometime. It's, I will. it's a good time. I mean, every time Logan and I would go to a movie, we drove down to fucking Sun Prairie. Yeah, to the to the Marcus. Yeah. Which is a it, it's expensive, but it's a great theater. Oh, yeah, the sound in there is incredible. The sound is great. The theaters are, are large, but they're all that recliner stuff, too. Mm-hmm. Um, I used to go to the Sundance in Hilldale. See, I've never been to that one. That's or, no, I take that back. I went there once. That's a legit theater. I like that one that a lot. That was a long time ago I've been there. Yeah, I used to, when Stephanie and I used to go on dates a long time ago, we wanted a movie date before we started going to Portage. We'd go to the Sundance. Okay. And, you know, the Great Danes right there, but the Sundance... You can get a bottle of wine. Yep. You can get a cocktail. You can go sit down. There's food. It's all what you, whatever you want. And you get to pick your seats. That's the way Portage is, too. You get to pick your seats. Mm-hmm. You walk in there, click, click, you got your seat. Um, and uh, I, I like that experience. Yeah, that's I how, really that's how um, Marcus is as well. Yeah. That's, well, and we always, you know, when Logan and I would go, always go, we would buy our tickets online ahead of time. Mm-hmm. Or you can pick your seats or whatever. It's nice. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. I do. It's my fave, my fave style of theater. Theater. A theater. Except for like, you know, I like plays. I like watching plays. Whoa. Jesus. My bad, bro. I won't do that anymore. Except for I will. Um, I told you about the p- play Bill and I went to where we fell asleep. Yeah. <laughs> it's like. I didn't know you fell asleep. I fell asleep, bro. I know you ate some fucking Taco Bell. Okay. Sidetrack. <laughs> yeah. On a very honest level. I've been craving Taco Bell since you told me that. Really? Yeah. Yeah, you're not missing much. I know I'm not, and that's the problem. <laughs> it is. The problem is, I know I'm not missing much, I know it's horrible for me, and I know it's not going to fill me up. But for some reason, I want to go get fucking Taco Bell and stick it in my gut. You know why? Because you still have like remnants of that fucking MSG chemical shit from the chemtrails from Taco Bell <laughs> 10 years ago is still in floating around in your system. And it's like, it strikes, it's just like, tick, 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 sending Morse code into your brain. It's like, Taco Bell, you need Taco Bell. Taco Bell. Yeah. Fact. 
After this fucking podcast, I'm going to go to Taco Bell. Fact. After this podcast, I am not going to Taco <laughs> Bell. No, we, yeah. So, okay, yeah. So, you and Bill went to a play. Yeah, we I did not know you fell asleep. Did we talk about it on here? Not on here. We, know oh, we, talk okay. it, we talked about it in your living oh, that's room. That's right. We talked about it in living we room. We were drinking some Japanese whiskey. Yeah, some Yamazaki. Oh, dude, they got the Yamazaki out of Tumbled Rock for 16 bucks. It's so fucking cheap for that Yamazaki. Okay, I found it. I thought it said Yamazaki, but maybe yeah. it wasn't. But it was super cheap. And I'm like, this is not what Ike was talking about. It was like $28. Where? I was... I can't say this on the podcast. Oh, don't say it. Don't say it. Tell me that if you found a fucking Yamazaki of $28, you just... I don't think... See, maybe I misread it, but no, what I was going to say that I shouldn't say on the podcast is I was driving through Sauk, and I... There's two liquor stores in Sauk going with the boys. Mm -hmm. Like, I've never been in there. I'll take a look at what their selection is. Yeah. So I went into the liquor baron, which is in Sauk. Mm-hmm. But I shouldn't say that because Sam listens to this and she goes, you're literally stopping at stores on the way to get the boys to look to see what they have for <laughs> fucking whiskey. Yes, I am. Yes. I When when I went out to Santa Barbara with Stephanie, <clears throat> we were taking a walk around town. We walked by liquor store. I'm like, oh, I'm just going to go inside and look. And she's like, really? I go, yeah, why not? She's like, are you going to buy something? I go, probably not. I just want to see what they got. And she's yeah, like, unless they got a, something I want. Right. Well, so... I went in there. Holy fuck! They had a, they had a Yamazaki in there. It was like a hundred and ninety dollars. Okay, there's no way this was a Yamazaki. Maybe it was a Yuzumi or some shit like that. Well, there's so there's a bunch of different Japanese whiskeys. It's like there's there's a Suntory makes a line of Japanese oh, Japanese whiskeys. That's what it was. It was Suntory because yes, because the fucking movie we watched. Yeah, yeah, Suntory. Yes, and so, it was it was thirty to- bucks. Was it? It was probably Toki Suntory Toki. I don't know. T O K I. Super cheap. I'm like, I thought this was supposed to be like. One of the best. There's no way this is this cheap. Yeah. So, no, it was it was uh, not a Yamazaki then. No, I'm sorry. Yeah. You're right. So, because when I, on my birthday, I had a pour of a Yamazaki, and that was 40 bucks. Jesus. Yeah. So, then when they got pours of Yamazaki at Tumble Rock for 16, it's like, mm, that's that's a solid. It's a good whiskey. I, don't, I still, like 16 bucks is pretty solid for a pour of any kind of whiskey, but either way, I was surprised. So, Bill and I, Bill, Bill invites me to this play. Yep. It's, uh, it's on a Wednesday. He's like, dude, got tickets. Got to go over to Madison. Da, da, da. We'll have a good time. Cool. He's like, do you want to eat or something before? I'm like, I got to work, so I don't know. I'll let you know when I'm done with work how it all plays out. So, we get done with work a um, little, little earlier than I thought, so it's like all good to go for food. And he's like, he's like we're going to go out and eat. And I'm like, we're, okay, cool. We're we'll going to go to Tumble Rock. We're going to go get a burger somewhere. He's like, no, let's go to Taco Bell. Fucking Taco Bell. <laughs> Fucking Taco Bell, dude. You're you're almost 60 years old, bitch. I don't think he's that old. <laughs> so what are you doing going to Taco Bell? And he's like, it's really good, man. I'm like, it's fucking Taco Bell. The only time Taco Bell is ever really good, man, is at like 2 a.m. That's yep. it. It's the only time it's ever really good. So he's just like, no, I get this Power Bowl. And he's like, you just got to try it. And I'm like, oh, I don't know, man. He's like, come on, just, just give it a try. Give it a try, man. I'm like, all right, fine. I'll go to Taco Bell. So, <laughs> I just honestly, I'm like, I can't believe I'm going to go eat my di- my dinner at Taco Bell. I haven't eaten t- dinner there in so long. And it's like, it's not like that that impulsive, let's go grab a chalupa thing. It's like going for my dinner. Yeah. My actual sustenance for the day yeah. is coming from Taco Bell. And he's like, it's chicken. It's like healthy. I'm like, all right. So, we show up. <laughs> 
we show up to the fucking Taco Bell and he skips the drive through. I'm like, what are you doing? He's like, oh, we're going to go and sit down. I'm like, no, we're not. He's like, yeah, yeah. I'm like, for the ambiance or what? Dine in, baby. I know. It's just like, he's like, no, 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 you got to sit down. All right, fuck it. I'm I'm going in 100% now. I'm in it. Let's fucking do this, bitch. So we go inside, looking around, checking out the menu. And he's like, I'm going to take a power bowl, you know. And he's like, so I watched this thing on YouTube. There's a blend of the packets you kind of make different Jesus. sauce. And I'm like, what? And he's like, yeah, it's awesome. It's like you got to do the breakfast salsa and this salsa and blend it together. And so I'm like, all right. So he's got this down, right? And I'm just like, I'm. How often do you eat at fucking Taco Bell? I don't know how often he eats at Taco Bell. Bill, how often do you eat at Taco Bell? I don't know. All I know is that he had it down. Yeah, he's so got it. He's got it, yeah. This ain't his first rodeo. Just say that. So we get in fucking there. Fucking jerk. <laughs> if y'all if haven't listened to that song from the last episode, you got to look it up. Maybe put a link to it in the show notes. Um I don't know how to do that. I just know how to tell people that there's a link in the show notes. So if you want to do that, for <laughs> I'm me, not going to do it. I okay. do know how to do it, but okay. I'm not going to. So anyway, the uh, <laughs> it'll be funny. So we're sitting there, and like I just grabbed like five packets of Diablo, whatever the fuck it is, the hottest shit they got, and it's like it's in a plastic fucking tub yep. with a clear fucking lid. You peel it off. It's like okay, so I'm at the deli at the grocery store. And the cheese is that cheese that you couldn't make it stick together if you fucking put Elmer's glue on it because it's like dusted and something that keeps it from sticking together. And it's just like, okay, just, okay, don't get negative on this. Let's just fucking do this, you know? So I put the stuff on it and I'm eating it. He's like, good, right? I'm like, yeah, it's food. You know, it's like, it's not terrible. So, I mean, it's like, it's good like a, like like a two a.m. Taco Bell run is good. It's like right. it's like it tastes like it's got that flavor like eating Doritos. You know, it's like they're fucking delicious, but they're delicious for reasons that you don't want to know. Right. You know, and so I'm just praying to God that I don't get a gut ache after this thing. And like I finish my 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 power salad, and we're just shooting the shit. And probably for the next twenty minutes, there was a little disturbance in the force. It wasn't as bad as if I ate like a grilled stuffed burrito. You know. So it was like, okay, I think I'm going to be able to get through this without shitting my pants later. <laughs> but so we get down to Madison and uh, park the car and um, we get into the, we get the overture. And uh, first off, I got to piss like super bad. You ever have that? Like you got to pee so bad and you're good. You know, you got to get into some place, but it's a process to get in. And you're just like, fuck, 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 fuck in my brain. That's what I'm doing. I'm like, oh, okay, find the fucking door. Be cool. Talk to the lady. Do the fucking temperature check, whatever thing. Get your mask on and all that stuff. And then beeline it for a bathroom. That's my mode. So we get in there. Boom, boom, boom. We got to go through a metal detector now. And there's a lady that greets you. And Bill said I might have to pull up my vaccine card, but I didn't, which was cool. So beeline to the bathroom. And, and I'm like, looked at the clock. I'm like, oh, we got like 20 minutes. It's like, yeah. I'm like, let's go get a drink, bro. It's like a drink. I'm like, yeah, let's go get a drink. Cask and Ale, which is a wonderful whiskey bar, is right across the street from Overture on Madison, Madison on State Street. And so we go into Cask and Ale, and uh, um, there's a, a, like a bunch of people in suits and stuff in mm-hmm. there, and they're doing a whiskey tasting. So the Coors 
brewing company went in some partnership to make their own whiskey. And uh, so they had some reps there, and they were, like, tasting this whiskey. So Bill and I go in, we sit down, and uh, it happened to be $2 off barrel-aged Manhattans that night. And it's like, that sounds like the fucking thing right there. So we each had a barrel-aged Manhattan, and the guy gave us a little pour of this Coors whiskey. So the Coors whiskey, if someone offered you a whiskey from Budweiser, would you think you're going to get a good whiskey? Like no. something you're going to enjoy to sip on? No. No. It's like gonna, it's going to suck. When he handed it to us, I smelled it, and it's like, hmm, doesn't smell too bad. Like it doesn't, didn't like burn my nose hairs. And it was like, it smells like bourbon, like a good bourbon. So swirl it around a little bit, take a little sip. It's like, fuck, this ain't bad. It's not great, but it wasn't bad at all. Sure. And it's like, wow, I'm really surprised that Coors was a beer maker comes up with a good whiskey. And the bartender's like, so here's the secret. He goes, it's actually... 85% Kentucky bourbon, six to eight years. He goes, it's only 15% of the stuff that Coors is distilling yeah. and putting in there. And I'm like, okay. So they put their name on it and call it a Coors whiskey, but it is not yeah. a Coors whiskey. It's like 85% from a different distillery altogether. Right. So, well, there's, so in my whiskey journey, there's a lot of actually companies that just outsource the whiskey and mm. then they either just age it themselves like they put it in a new barrel mm -hmm. or they just put a label on it such as do you have examples not of hand do you have the examples not of hand well barrel barrel bourbon that's all sourced and then they just blend it oh they they're the master blenders they're the blenders okay um but like a lot of new distilleries because we have to age it. They have to age it. So yeah. how, they got to find a product for the next two to four years. Yeah. So they just source that shit. Mm -hmm. So maybe Makes Coors, sense. maybe Coors is just where they only have so much product that's and the rest is aging, so they have to blend it. Yeah, because theirs is like a year old. Yeah. Or two years old. Right. Yeah. So they can blend fifteen percent of theirs in with whatever. That's yeah, legit. but you, but the problem would be if you get if you get into the Coors stuff early like, oh this is fucking good the the taste is going to change if they change the ratios well as it should right like it's you're like mm, this is really good and you're like mm, this tastes a little more funky because now it's 40 percent coors mm -hmm. and mm, this kind of tastes like dirt because <laughs> now it's 70 percent coors and you're like hmm this tastes like water well that happens like with even really great scotch like mccallan like the old mccallan is better than the new Macallan. Yeah. Like the old 12 and the old 18 is better than the new 12 and the new 18. And it's, and obviously it's, it's gotta, it's gotta be a different batch. You know, it's like when they do small batch or blends or whatever, you know, it's, it's like if they blend it and they use the same recipes, then they can keep it as close to the right. original. There's always going to be a little variance, but yeah. Right. But like if they're, say they got a new master distiller or they just do a little bit different blend or, like maybe they get a, a different set of barrels that like the oak is a little different on them. And it's just, you know, it's just like, uh, what are yeah. you going to do? Speaking of which, got my barrel. Yeah. Well, we'll talk about that in a second. I was going to, I was going to say, just hold on your thought. I'm holding it. So what, going back to the, the sourcing of whiskeys. Um, so on the label, it has to say where it's um, bottled. 
mm-hmm. but it does not have to say where it's distilled. Right. So if a if a bottle says produced or bottled by so and so in so and so, then it's not necessarily distilled there. So it's a pretty telltale sign that it's not that it's sourced whiskey, because if they actually distill it, they'll it'll say distilled and bottled. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So. I, I I mean it makes sense. Like there's a lot of wineries that source their yeah, grapes. Yeah, it sounds like it's really common practice. Um, and then you know different companies will have different like agings. Like they'll out they'll source their whiskey, but they'll age it themselves. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's just you got to find what works. But when you see you know three hundred different fucking whiskey companies that sell bourbon at Total Wine, there's a really good chance that there's probably only you know twenty distilleries there. 20? Maybe 40. I don't fucking know. No, I'm just I'm just just throwing just I'm just throwing numbers too. Mm. I'm just saying a lot of stuff is sourced. Yeah. And and it's like so when you source something, like let's just say like last year sky high apples out here. They had to source a lot of their apples because mm-hmm. we had that late frost and it, and it wrecked a lot of their crop. So it's like you source it but how do you like you you it's more about the experience you're having than the product. If the product is good, then and you have a great experience, then it's going to be, you know, overall a great thing, great experience. But like if you're like uh, like take like Van Klaus Winery, they source a lot of their juice okay. for their wines. You know, they they don't have the capacity to ferment all of their sure. wines, and so it's like. Um, you know, it's like, but when you go in there, it's like, it's their label, it's their experience, it's their guy selling their stuff, and it's like, these are our wines. You know, it's our, they name them, they do all of it, they blend it, they do whatever they're going to do to it. So it's like, they're, um, it's very much their product, mm-hmm. even though that's the juice is sourced from someplace else. Sure. You know, so I guess that's what gives us the ability to have so many different variations of things is that you have these large scale manufacturers that can you know distill for whiskey distill whiskey or beer or wine or apples for apple orchards and then you just ship them everywhere you know that's like that's like i guess that's the world we live in just about for everything you know yeah look at milk you know, it's like how many how many fucking gallons of milk are in the grocery store, but they're all from the same fucking sure. dairies. Sure. You know, it's all comes in the same fucking truck. It's just got a different label on it. That's you know? true. It's like Walmart; they have their own dairies. You know, like they don't have they don't buy milk from any other dairies. It's just their own dairies. You know, and so it's just like, and they're these massive fucking dairies, so they ship it everywhere. You know, it's like, well, that's great until the fucking dairy gets. Bunch of sick cows in it or some shit. Yeah. I guess my thought with the the whiskey realm, because I don't drink wine, is that it just, if you if it's done and it's good, then it makes sense. But at the same token, I think there's a lot of bottles out there that are just trying to take advantage of a trend. Oh, sure. They buy something for cheap, they throw it in a bottle, and they're like, boom, count it, buy this. Well, how many people put a name on a whiskey? Yeah. You know, famous people. Oh, yeah. You know, it's like you got... Sammy Hagar and people like that. And it's just like, uh, it's like there's a distillery out there that makes some whiskey. It's not bad. Yeah. It's not good, but it's not bad. 
and they're like, we need to sell the shit out of this. What if we get a famous person to say it's their whiskey? Like Conor McGregor, Proper 12. You know, it's just mm-hmm. like, it's not his distillery. No. He just puts his name on it, and he gets a percentage. So he calls it his whiskey. It's Conor McGregor's whiskey now. You know, he may have even named it, you know, because he got the rights because he's the famous guy. You know, but it's it's like, yeah, there's a Terry Bradshaw's got a bourbon. Mm-hmm. Bradshaw. ACDC has one. Blackened. Oh, yeah. Um, Does Metallica have one? I, th- I want to say uh, Metallica. I want to say one. yes. McConaughey, obviously, is with Wild Turkey. Yep. Um, what's his name? Ryan Reynolds, Gin. Oh, I don't know. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yep. Aviator Gin. And then there's somebody that does tequila. Who's the tequila one? Ron White has his own tequila. Okay. Um, the guy who plays Ron Swanson in Park and Rec has his own scotch. Oh, my friend Buddy met him the other day. Oh, yeah? Yeah. From what I've heard on the old review YouTubes, the Swanson Scotch is, the like, the most legitimate celebrity-named thing because it was already a really well-known product. He just basically endorsed it, and they gave him a label. Yeah. So Buddy said he had it, and it's really good. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I mean. I'm like, from everything I've heard is, like, his, quote, name. Mm-hmm whiskey or scotch is like fucking legit which in lieu of it being ron swanson i expect yeah well that's the thing like he's a legit woodworker yeah i know like he 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 did this way before he was an actor yeah and i can't remember his fucking real name tim right no tom tom joe operman it would isn't his last name operman yeah it's uh opperman bill phil i don't fucking know um, the dude who plays him, Ron Swanson. Um, oh, this is so fucking <laughs> dumb. This is so dumb. I, I don't know why. Uh, I'm just going to type in Ron Swanson. Yep. Ron Swanson. Played by actor. Um, Nick. 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 Offerman. What? Nick we were so Offerman. Fucking. Yeah, we're... I don't know. Sorry, Nick. I know you listen to this right now. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't mean to you know, mess up your name on that. Next time, I'll, I'll get you one. My, I'm, next round's on me, buddy. Yeah, next time we meet, <laughs> I, I totally got a round on you. Yeah, yeah. Next round's on me. Drinking pappies. Are you going to – so uh, I cut you off before. Are, we, are you spoiling this? Oh, fuck. God damn it. You mentioned it now. I did. Yeah. You okay. knew you were going to. When so you here. got this, you said, we're not going to tell a fucking soul. And then you said, I told Bill. And then now you're saying, I'm telling the podcast. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, I'm fucking ruining it. So, I, I'm shit with secrets. I'm just fucking, I don't care how, I, I'm going to say something. I'm Okay. Twist my arm, fine. If you want me to say something, I will. I'm not, I mean, I wasn't going to say anything, but now that you bring it up, I might as well now. All right. Well, way to go. Thanks. You're welcome. So I bought a barrel, yeah, five liter white oak, um, American oak barrel. Uh, it's the first and only thing to date that I've ever bought with a good buzz off of Amazon. <laughs> I went to the bathroom and you're like, "It's coming Tuesday." I'm like what? That was like fucking two minutes. Yeah, I was like, I was in it. It was like we were talking about. It. I'm like, impulse bought it. Fuck yeah, I'm you gonna buy so a impulse Oh bought my it. god. Yeah, I was in it, man. It was a whiskey. It was like, yeah, let's do it. You know, and just like, bam. 
And fucking Amazon, you know, fuck them for making it so easy. Yeah. You know, it's like, either way, I got it. So the barrel's there. Um, been watching some videos and some YouTube tutorials on, on aging Manhattans. And, you know, like you said, it's like, uh, um, like 30 days. It's like when you I read. said this in a different conversation, by the way. Yeah. You said it, though. I did say it. It's all I'm saying, bro. <laughs> but no one knows I said it but you. <laughs> Okay, in a different conversation before Kyle let the secret out about this barrel, he was telling me that's like four to six weeks yep. is like your sweet spot. So I've been watching some videos, and uh, and so these guys that I watched, they said you rinse it out really good because there's like some sawdust and shit in there. Yep. You, you know, you shake it out and all that. He, they said, but instead of like, because in, in the um, – instructions for the barrel it says fill it with water and let it sit for a couple days to to make sure it swells Mm -hmm. and these guys are like no don't fucking do that he's like because then you got all that water in your wood and it's going to blend in with your manhattan he says you don't want that he's like so just fucking fill it with manhattan he goes it's going to leak a little it's gonna but it'll 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 seal up sure you know, and he's like, and if it leaks a little, well, then it's like fucking legit. He's like, you know, when they fill those barrels full of fucking whiskey, they leak a little bit. That's what happens. Okay. Get a little little Manhattan stain on the end of your barrel. That's good. That's good. Good mojo. Give a little bit to the gods. So um, so that's what I'm going to do. Rinse it out and then do my mix. I want you to be there. Yeah, I was going to say, I thought we were going to concoct this. Yeah, yeah, you're going to be there. Um, So, uh, but they had like... They had like a really sweet stainless steel funnel and all the stuff. Like they had a kit. Yeah. They, oh, sure. they, they had like six different sizes of barrels that they'd aged in, like everything from like one liter to like 50 liters or something okay. like that. That's a lot of fucking yeah. booze. Um, but the uh, they said like the three liter is the most common that people use. Like I went up, up a notch, the five. Um, but I'm, yeah. So we got to decide. One of the questions I have around it is like, so my initial idea was to age it longer. Right. You know, I wanted to like let it sit for a long time. Um, but if you use whiskey that's already aged, yeah, then you're like, you might age it past its prime. So you don't really want to do that. But what if you use like a moonshine? What if you looked like took a straight moonshine and made a Manhattan with it? And then age it. Would would like the bitters and the vermouth sour out, or would like just the aging of the of the oak? Could you let it sit that much longer and actually be able to markedly see a difference, like in the coloration and everything? Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah, but then you might be turning it into the goal from you. It sounded like was like a year process. You might be turning it into a fucking four year process. Well, I yeah, I mean, so like. So maybe like you just have to get like a really young whiskey then too, like oh, yeah, that you yeah, you know, that's valid if we could find like a four year, a four to six year whiskey. Yeah, that's maybe well, obviously above a hundred proof. Yeah, I would have to be yeah, at least like one hundred five. I'd I'd say yeah, and then and then and then let it age out for like six months, right? You know, and then would that would the oakiness and the vanilla from the oak would that like because it's already so it's not as present in the in the whiskey that's we put that we put in mm-hmm. you know so then it would be like a more of a long term process that makes sense but i think it's i mean i think you have to just test it 
Yeah. So what what I think I'd like to do is originally I was thinking like, um, because I had a friend of mine to do this do this before, and I think he used Johnny Walker Black. We called it the Black Manhattan Project. Um, and everybody and they aged it, and like everybody paid ahead of time for a bottle. Um, and so then they just had the little bottles with little like mm-hmm. white stopper thingies on the top with a little metal clasp. Um, so could do that. Um, or I was thinking that like if I just did it and tried to figure out the right uh, recipe to time it out for like sometime like in June or July to have it like come to fruition, then just mm. have like a Manhattan party. Oh, sure. And then, you know, we just had the little tapper, you know, yep. and then just sit there and make Manhattans for people. Straight out of the barrel. Uh, well, you'd have to, like, you want to put it on ice, yeah. give it a swirl. But, yeah, just tap it out the barrel, put it on ice, give it a swirl. Pour. I think that would be super fun, too. So um, I also thought it would be super cool to, to like, yeah, make them. Yeah, that's a lot of Manhattan, though. You're still going to have a bunch in that barrel. Right. Yeah, five liters is, is a lot. Yeah. They're the... They these guys had like six ounce bottles, little glass bottles, and they had this little bottle cap sealer thing like for beer people. Oh, yeah, and so it's like, oh, why well, just do that? And I could just have like barrel aged Manhattan and six ounce bottles and seal them and put them in the fridge, and it's just like then like you, I could just have them like uh, if I have some people over or something, they can just open up a bottle and make some Manhattans mm. and and or like give them out as gifts. Would you or have whatever. to put it in the fridge? No. Well, it's not pressurized. So I don't, I don't know. I would think you'd have to put it in a fridge, wouldn't you? Why? It's in a barrel. I don't know. I don't know. They they said put it in a fridge. Mm. So I guess you probably wouldn't per se. I mean, I I guess like when I had those that last Manhattan, uh, from the original Manhattan project that we did, it was just in a glass bottle. I just kept it on a shelf. Well, yeah, that's what I mean. Like yeah. you're, your whiskey's not in the fridge. Maybe. Your vermouth is not in the fridge. Your bitters aren't in. the in the fridge maybe because it's cold like with the manhattan sure maybe it was convenient to have some in the fridge that's pre-chilled well yeah because you normally swirl it with some ice yeah but i mean if you but you can't leave you know you have a party you go through let's say a liter of it great Mm -hmm. then you still got four liters of it you're gonna bottle that right you're not gonna stick you know no 10 bottles in your fridge no you gotta pull it and bottle it put it somewhere oh the other thing i thought of too was where to age it. I was thinking about putting it in a garage. Oh, to let it get hot? Yeah, let the temperature change, fluctuate, and the humidity, because then the house is more controlled. Mm-hmm. And I think, like, it'd be more of a natural aging if it was out in the garage. Sure. You know, keep it outside and just kind of let it let it sit. Yeah. I was looking at bottles, and I was like, um, I wonder what size bottle, you know, to dump it in. Uh, like, they make 375 bottles. Mm-hmm. Thought that might be a good size, like that's a not, half a normal bottle. Yeah, I mean it's because like that's a lot of Manhattan. That is, you know, so like when you open that, you know, it's like if you got a good seal and everything, I'm sure it's fine, but they're still going to be getting oxygen to it over time, right? Right. So, so like, I, I would say like if you're going to bottle it, put it in a bottle that seals, so then when you open it, you're going to plan on drinking the whole bottle. Yeah, you we you could get, uh, or we could get a bunch of like. Uh, Boston round, like the sample bottles, but they make them in two, four, six, eight ounces. Oh yeah, that'd be sweet. Then that's just oh, a screw bro. top, but they make them. They make them as long as you get the one that is like the conical plastic top. Then they're leak proof. 
And then I think as long as you fill it up full, it stays pretty airtight. Yeah. Like that's how people store fancy whiskeys when the bottle's getting empty because they don't want it to age. They put it in those sample bottles. Oh, I like that. To keep the air out. I like that a lot. So you can just have like, we just, then we got to get a label. Ooh, fancy labels. Yeah. Just get a label. What it, so what a normal it? Manhattan is two ounces and one ounce, so three ounces, right? So you could hypothetically. I thought it was a three to one. I thought it was three to one. Maybe not. Well, I think it's two to one with some bitters. Yeah, with some bitter, orange bitters. I mean, but if it's, so if it's three to one, then a four ounce bottle would be a drink. So if you did two, if we did eight ounce bottles, there'd be two drinks per bottle. But even if it, even if it was technically three, it's already pre-mixed. So you could, you could still do an eight ounce bottle and just have a four ounce Manhattan. It's pre-mixed. As long as the mix ratio is right. Right. That's a, I'm pulling it up. Here we go. Um, Ideally, yeah, two to one. Two ounces. Well, this is rye, but two ounces rye, one ounce sweet vermouth. Then a couple dashes. Two dashes. Well, this says two dashes Angostura bitters and one dash orange bitters. Okay. So I think there's a lot of different recipes that we could play with a little bit. Yeah, there must be different kinds of vermouth as well. There is sweet vermouth and dry vermouth. Yeah, because I I saw one that was um, half an ounce of sweet and half an ounce of dry. It's supposed to be called the perfect Manhattan. Oh, so I fun. think before any of this happens, we still need to have a recipe night. Oh, yeah. we got to nail this shit down. And we're going to get fucked. <laughs> Cause yep. Because <laughs> a Manhattan ain't no, ain't no fucking playing around. Like, of all the drinks I ever order, when I have a Manhattan, I know I'm only having one. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, but that one, going back to the night with Bill at the theater, man, we had that one Manhattan, put me right into the fucking zone, man. Just like optimum pocket of buzz it was so fucking great i was so fucking happy and chatty and like excited but i wasn't like slurring my words like it just did like right now <laughs> wasn't slurring my words it's only eight o'clock on saturday morning yeah, this coffee is pretty heavy um i wasn't slurring my words i did it again what the fuck i can't slurring? say my asses slur slur, slur. slur. i wasn't slurring my words i wasn't doing that um it was perfect, man. Like, just it's just that point where you know if you go any farther, yeah, then it's gonna go downhill. It's like the pinnacle. So, hey, can we backtrack? Yeah. Okay, so you said yeah, you went, you you stopped the story of going to the play after Taco Bell at Cascanale, but I didn't know you fell asleep during this play. Oh, okay. So here's the thing, like I, I was fucking tired because I just had put in eleven hours yeah. of work. So we get down to. <laughs> eat some Taco Bell, get down to Madison. The play didn't start till 7.30. Okay. Um, and it was a long play. Like, it was at least two hours, oh. if not longer. Okay. Pro- at least two hours, if not longer. So then, um, like, the, the play's called The Russian Troll Farm. Fucking awesome play. Really great acting. Just a great story. Funny and complicated and intense. It's just really good. Um, but there's... <sighs> Unfortunately for me, in the second half of the play, there's a monologue from one of the actresses, and she's an older lady, soft-spoken, great actress. She does a lot of work with APT, um, one of the main actors in APT. 
But so she sits down in the chair and the lights go down just to her and she's talking on the chair and she's talking about her childhood. And all of a sudden it was just like, wham, Mm -hmm. you know, it was warm in there. And I was just like, so I fell asleep and then I wake up and she's still talking. Oh, and it's like, whoa, okay. So then I'm doing the little naughty thing and then, and then all of a sudden the lights come up and then they start doing, and it's like, okay, I'm back in it. So I totally fell asleep during the play. We're sitting in the front fucking row. Yeah. So you know that's got to be. I feel bad. You don't want the actor to see people sleeping, you know. And maybe she didn't. Maybe because it was dark enough in the theater that she. I'm going to tell myself that. Um, and uh, uh, but then um, the uh, uh, when we were leaving, I was talking to Bill. I'm like, dude, totally. I fell asleep during that monologue. He's like, oh, don't worry, I did too. <laughs> 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 like, all right, cool. I'm I'm better about it. I do remember though. I want to say something. I kind of went on a rant about the photographer. Oh yeah, yeah. And I don't know if I did that on here or not. No, you did okay. it in your house. But I went on this rant about this photographer, right? Because I, I was like, I was positive. I knew what the fuck I was talking about. I was so full of shit. So I was talking to Stephanie about it, and I was like, God, this fucking guy, you know. And this is like, and and I said, it's just like the shutter was so fucking loud. And it's like, I'm like, I know that you can turn that off. And it's like, she's like, well. You can only turn it off if it's a mirrorless. Okay. And I'm like, oh. So the DSLR still has the shutter click. And 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 so maybe it was just super fucking loud because it was dead silent in there. Sure. But, bro, like, I'm going to go on. It still bothered me a lot. It was super distracting. And I understand. So we went to a tech night and watched it. So that means that the photographer is going to be taking photos and there's videographers and they're changing lights or tweaking stuff. But this guy, the photographer, he had the whole second row of the theater so he could walk the circle and get all the photos. And Bill and I sit down in first row. And he's a big dude. He's wearing all black. He's got this big belly. And he's just, like, hanging over my shoulder. And it's like, fuck, bro. Like, I can feel your body heat. It's like, <laughs> back up a little bit. And it's like, ka-clack, ka-clack, ka-clack. And it's like, oh, my God. Am I going to, like, I could, the first 10 minutes of play, I said such a hard time paying attention yeah. because the shutter was so loud in my ear. And then once I heard it, I couldn't unhear right. it. Every time it goes off, you're like, yeah. fuck. He's a mile away. Ka-clack, ka-clack. I'm like, son of a bitch, does anybody else want to murder this fucking guy? So I get it, and I want to, like, I want to apologize to the karma gods a little bit because I went on this rant because I, I, I really thought that he had a mirrorless and then he could turn the shutter off. But he probably just had a DSLR that he couldn't turn the shutter sound off. Because, like, I just was, like, I don't know. I was pissy about it, I guess. Yeah. But uh, but so I'm taking I'm taking some of what I said back. Well, you were three drinks deep. No, it was only two. Two. One and a that half. Was pre two. three. That was pre three? That was pre three. Oh, yeah, because then, then we had a drink after, too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we had some, like, lame-ass, like. Oh, I, I was talking, like, when we were. Oh, when you were ranting to me. Oh, yeah. I was, that rant was fucking solid. <laughs> yeah, I was definitely three drinks drink, three drinks deep in that rant. Oh, sure. Speaking of drinking, I'm going to go and have a couple brewskis with the boys in Stevens Point this afternoon. Oh, are you? Yeah. Nice. Yeah, I'm excited about it. I'm excited about it. I'm going to take some steaks up there and grill out a little bit. Mm, and steak sounds fucking amazing right I now. Know. You know, so here's a, a sad, I'm going to share a sad story share sadness so um when stephanie was out in santa barbara um 
I've made a fuckload of steak. Like almost every night I made steak. Just it's all I wanted. Give me some steak sure. and some asparagus. I'm done. And uh and so um when she came when I came back, she came back a week later, fucking steak. So when she came home, I'm like, hey, let's get some steak. She's like, ah, I don't really like steak. I'm like, what? She's like, you know, ever since we had that big prime rib for Christmas, she's like, I just, like, the red meat just doesn't do it for me. Like, and it's like, oh, fuck. So now if, like, I want a steak for dinner, it's like I'm eating a steak alone, you know? And so it's like I'm not, like, we're cooking for the whole family. It's just like, ah. So I haven't had a good steak in so fucking long. And it changes like, tonight. It changes tonight, bro. Like all I want to do is just eat some red meat. Yeah, so bad. Like I've been eating. I and I I love chicken. I've been eating a lot of chicken lately, and it's just like, okay, give me a fucking steak. I gotta take a leak. I don't he know about steak you. and to take a leak. So yeah. we'll be right back. Hey everybody. Hey, we're back. <laughs> Welcome to divorce talk. <laughs> so when I, my buddy Michael and I were hanging out last night. And um, we're uh, all of our kids grew up together as babies. You know, Michael's on the podcast, Doctor Michael. Yeah. Um, and so, like, we have a lot of history of spending time together, hanging out with our kids growing up, and and our ex wives. Our ex wives are actually how him and I met. You know, so it's like they brought us together. And it was like uh, last night we're digging out photos of our kids when they were like babies and two years old and six years old and like taking them sledding and building snowmen and like having parties together, all the stuff. And, uh, um, and it's just like when, when I went through my first divorce, I was younger than I am now, less mature than I am now and less understanding of like, just like the ramifications of what it, Mm -hmm. what it meant you know, like I was super fucking damaged and hurt and all that shit. And, uh, and like, I can look back now and like, I can have a great appreciation for what I had. And I, and I wouldn't have had that if it wasn't for my ex-wife, you know? And it's just like, um, there's this Eric Church song called those I've loved along the way. Yep. And it's like, I love that song so much because it's like, it's true. Like, so many people come in and out of my life that have made me who I am today. And I'm just like going to be ever grateful for it. But in, in the moment, you know, it's hard. It's hard because your heart's broken and, and like you think that you're, you're fucking wrecked and your world's coming to an end. That's the way I felt. And so, but looking back at it now, it's just like, just really grateful, mm. really grateful for even all the, all the hard shit and everything I went through because like where I live here, in Baraboo, like I wouldn't have the people in my life as a, if it was that I have today, if it wasn't for those times, sure, you know. And so it's like, yeah, just like, just a, it was a night for him and I, just a lot of gratitude and just like a little trip down memory lane and seeing these pictures. And then I start texting pictures of the pictures to my kids, you know. And my um, my son Bailey's like, whoa. Now I get why people say that we looked alike <laughs> and it's just like, and it's hard because like right now we don't look alike, but when I, it was a picture of me holding him in the hospital the day he was born. Yeah. And it was like, holy shit. Yeah. We do really look alike there, you know, except for I had my sweet ass goatee, <laughs> nothing like that, baby. It was like a time like when I could grow a goatee, but I couldn't grow the sides. Oh, sure. You know? And so it's like, 
I was like, ah, I'm just going to roll a goatee. But everybody kind of had a goatee back then. That was a thing. It really was. I mean, it was 20 years ago. I was going to say, was that late 90s? Late 90s, early 2000s. Like, um, definitely rocking the goatee. It was definitely a thing. Yeah. It was like a, a young guy thing. You know, now goatee is like more of an old guy thing, I think. Is it? Mm, I, you know, I don't know currently many, if any, people that have a goatee. Yeah. Does, I, you, you don't see them a lot. No. Uh-uh. My dad will transition from like mustache to scruffy beard, mm-hmm. but never a goatee. Have you seen the new trend? The new men's facial hair trend? No. So, I get, like, there are trends and trending shit. Trends bother me. I'm not, like, like it, it doesn't seem like it's authentic if it's just a trend. But I've seen what happens is it's, like, the, the big mustache with, like, the 5 o'clock shadow. And then it's it's a look. Hmm. It's like the, the um, MacGyver. Or not MacGyver. Um, what's the Tom Selleck character? Magnum P.I. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, it's like his, it's like that look. It's like the big mustache with the five o'clock shadow. Mm. And I can't grow a mustache. Well, you got one right now. That's because I haven't like fucking close shaved for three years. Well, uh, and I've had some level of full beard for three years. Mm-hmm. I trim it all the time. Yeah. And I keep it short, but it's never been clean shaven because it takes forever to grow back. It's, well, and it's shaving sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I, I bitch because I have to shave my neck sometimes. Either way. Yeah, so I've not seen that trend. It, I've seen it like once you see it, you won't unsee it. Okay, you know. Um, so uh, I was at um, Balance Rock Winery, and uh, uh, I saw this dude come in, mustache, with the with the five o'clock shadow. But he he was like, you could tell it wasn't natural on him. Like it was mm-hmm. like by design, you know. Right. And and it's like, huh. Mm. And I get a little judgy, not judgy of him, but just judgy of like the, the look as a trend sure. as opposed to like, that's just how he, how he is. And then next thing you know, one of his bros show up, he walks in, same fucking thing, uh, yeah. mustache, yeah. five o'clock shadow. And it's like, okay, so this is a trend. So then unfortunately, once I got it in my head, I started looking around. It's like, there's a lot of people doing the mustache with the five o'clock shadow because it used to be, and, and there's there's still a lot of them, but like the really massive beard, mm-hmm. you know. Then, then the massive beard got into the sculpted beard, mm-hmm. you know. Then they got to the like the beard that looks like a second jawline, you know, like like uh, Odin, you know, kind of shit. And so it's like there's like a there's a trends that go, but this one is one that's like it's like a almost like when the hipster thing with the like uh, the beanie cap. And the and the the white T shirt that's yeah. rolled up and and the the like the really like perfect looking Levi blue jeans that look like they just came out of the store with the rolled up cuffs on the bottom, like it's a very specific look. Yeah. And uh, and this one, I'm just not a fan of. Hmm. Like I think the big beards look cool, you know. Like I can I can't grow one. And when I try I tried to you ever try to do the big beard? Not a big one, no. I tried to just let my my beard grow. It was so annoying. Like it just like it bothered me so much. I got like my buddy, my Mark, he makes a, a beard wax, 
Um, and so I tried to like do that with it and like soften it. And it was just like, oh, I just couldn't do it. Just, oh. yeah. No, um, I can't. Once my beard gets long, and I say that relative to what my beard length is, mm-hmm. it just, no, I can't do it. Is like, it scraggly? It, it just, uh, yeah, I look fucking, well, and I've never known and I don't know people that can teach me like maintain is the wrong word but like how to make it look nice yeah it's, not, it's maintenance yeah beard maintenance yeah I don't know beard maintenance yeah um and so yeah it just looks like I'm fucking homeless <laughs> and so yeah I go back down to my little handheld like clicker yeah man I stay between the number seven and the number twelve Right on. Those are the numbers. See, I don't I don't have a number 7 or 12. My, the biggest number that comes to mind is a 5. Oh. And it's like right on the edge of being shorter than I want it to be. Yeah. You know? Um, but it grows pretty quick. Sure. So no, mine has every 2. It goes up. And so I have I have a 5, and that's a little too. And I have like a blondish thing. And mm-hmm. it's not super thick, so you can see right through it otherwise. Yeah. So seven's like the clean look for me and then yeah i let it get up to 12 sometimes i'll stick to a nine yeah i used to do a three but that was my problem with the three on mine yeah is that it was so close where it's like you could see through it quite quite easily sure and it's like then you kind of lose the definition if i and i also recognize like my face shape like i got a chubby face because i'm a chubby guy and so like if i get too close then you just see all the double chins and so there has to be some length to it as well there's a there's a height of a double chin factor there with with the big beards too. Yeah, like the big massive beards. Like you got those guys, and obviously they're like a heavier set guy, but they got the massive beards, so they they still look like they have a chiseled face. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. like there's there's it, the element of that. The beard slims my face. I, yeah. I recognize that, and I like the look. It makes me not look like I'm fucking twelve. Yeah, I was gonna say we once you once you get rid of this little cherub face, you got maybe like maybe when you're sixty. Yeah. I don't know, though. It may, may never go away. You may always have a cherub face. What's your dad's face look like? I don't know if I've ever met your dad. Met your uncle. Yeah, it's a little. He looks weird without a, any, without his mustache. Was that because you've always seen him with one? or Probably. Just be, yeah. But does he have a baby face? Uh, I don't know. It's hard for me to determine if he has okay. a baby face or not. Yeah. I, I suppose, I don't know, Sam, does he have a baby face? Mm, there you go. Yeah. So my uh, uh, an awkward thing though happened. Oh, Sam told me. So my dad went into my wife's work because she works at a vet clinic with their dog, and apparently, one of I shouldn't call this out, but they're not going to listen. One of my wife's coworkers was like, "Oh, he's a silver fox." Oh, I'm like oh, dang. So do I get to look forward to being a silver fox too? Yeah, you bet, bro. <laughs> you are. You're going to look forward to being a silver fox. Is that a good thing? I don't know. Yeah. I feel in the context Sam said it. In the context Sam relayed the message that her coworker said it. Let me yeah. rephrase that. It was a good thing. Yeah. Well, it's like it's like he's he's handsome. He's yeah. attractive. Yeah. It's, Which I don't I mean So a silver fox so a silver fox would have to be like somebody who's still got the like a sexual vibe though. Yeah, like, but and he doesn't. Well, I well, mean he's not, obviously my dad. Obviously so. not to you. I would hope that you would say he has zero sexual vibe. But like, um, that that's a look though. It's like look at like Clooney and guys like that. You know, like that's always that's kind of a thing. Yeah, but he's not 
again, I understand he's my dad, but there's like no uh machismo? Yeah, there's nothing like he's very professional. Uh-huh. In what he looks like. Okay, so he's like man, he like takes care of himself. Usually, yeah. Yeah. But that's it, you know. Ain't no big deal. I don't know what anybody's getting all excited about. Well, <laughs> he's got a belly just like me. <laughs> well, I don't know. You know, older dudes can get away with more belly, though, yeah, I, I think. You know. This is a weird conversation. Let's change it. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have to talk about your dad anymore, but I think it's an interesting conversation is as we age, like, how does our how does our look change? And then, like, how do we, like, show up as men, like, out in the world? Like, do we just get soft and baggy and, and like, fuck it? Or do we still show up every day and take care of ourselves and, yeah. like, show up in the world and, like, look good, even if we've got a little belly or whatever? You know, it's like, I think that's important. You know, I think, like, you know, if anything, like, what we talk to these young men about in our class, it's like, you got to show up. And it's like, I think as we get older, especially if we're married, it's easy to, like, kind of show up a little bit less. You know, like, like oh, it's fine if I walk the dogs in my sweatpants today. Sure. You know, shit like that. And it's just like, you know, what do we what do we want to convey to the world? Do, I mean, if that's what you want to convey as a person that like you don't really care, like whatever, this is me. I'm gonna hang out in my sweatpants and I'm gonna do my thing. Then that's you, you know. But it's like I think showing up like, like if you take care of yourself, then you're showing like maybe your family that it's important to take care of yourself. You know, like Bailey and I were at the gym um, when he was here to visit over Christmas. Christmas, yeah, Christmas. Um, I like how I do that little mini conversation in my head, but it's out <laughs> loud. Sorry, everybody. Um, we're sitting in the gym and, uh, there's this guy in there and he's my age and he's stretching out and he's like really big, you know, and he's like pretty unhealthy. You can see his skin's kind of unhealthy. It's like, he's at the gym with a trainer, which is awesome. So he's working on it. Command, uh, kudos to you for doing that, you know, but he's struggling, mm -hmm. you know, and, and, and Bailey looks at me and he goes, he goes, do you know how good it feels, Dad, to know that, like, I got a dad that's, like, taking care of himself and he's going to be around? You know, he's like, he's like, it really feels, he goes, I never thought about it before until right now. He goes, but it, it really feels nice to know that, like, you're healthy. He goes, like, I don't have to worry about you, you know. And I'm like, hmm, I like that. Yeah. It feels good. It feels good that my kids don't have to worry about me, like, having a heart attack or something, you know. Or What the fuck is wrong with your kid, man? What are you talking about? Kid's 21, 22. <laughs> He's so goddamn introspectical and fucking is cultured and he drinks wine and shit. Stop yeah. being mature and cool, Bailey. <laughs> Fuck that, man. He's my my progeny, progeny, <laughs> whatever that word is. He's going out to the world. He's he's like a gift. So just like keep being the fucking gift. Yeah, man. He's yeah. a pretty cool kid. He's a cool kid. He's not even a kid. He's a young man. He is. Yeah. So uh. it was it was it was just a is it it was a cool moment to like because it's not something that i think about yeah you know i think about like i want to be healthy you know and it's like but it, but it's like and it is it's like i want to be healthy because when my kids have kids i want to be around mm -hmm. you know i want to be active i want to but i also want to be healthy for me like i got fucking plans i want to like hike mountains and shit you know i want to do stuff and so like i want to be in that place but i think it's easy what i have ADD, sorry what did you say you're like, I want to hike mountains and shit. And I thought of a joke from a comedian. Oh. Well, let's hear it. Uh, so Mitch Hedberg, you ever heard? I've heard of Mitch Hedberg. So he has a joke where he goes, 
uh, I want to climb a mountain. He goes, but not to climb a mountain. I just want to hang out at base camp because that seems fun as shit. You get to sleep in a colorful tent and drink hot chocolate. And people walk by and say, you going to the top? And all you have to say is, soon. <laughs> okay. Sorry. Go, go Mitch Hedberg. Fuck. Oh, I'm, that's I have a problem. <laughs> no, man, I love it. I love I love you for your problems. You got plans though. <laughs> yeah, I got plans, man. Big I want to do shit. You know, I want to go see shit and do shit, and I don't want to have a heart attack while I'm doing it. I yeah. So it's like uh, I appreciate that. In fact, there was a point in my life where that same thought has been occurred. What's that? Like fuck, I gotta. Well, mine's a little different, but like I want to be around. Yeah. So well, yeah. Start doing shit. Hmm. Well, I mean, it wasn't until like my like when Connor was born, that's when shit really changed in yeah. my in my outlook. Yeah, you know, it was just like I looked around and I and I knew some people that were like fathers, but they were like, like they couldn't go hang with their kid, they couldn't go throw football, they couldn't like whatever, they just didn't have the ability. You know, it's like they had a hard time tying their shoes. You know, and so it's like, yeah, I, I don't want to be that guy. Mm-hmm. You know, when my grandkids are growing up. I want them to be able to, like, come over and fucking dive bomb me on the couch and not worry about hurting Grandpa. You know, it's like, that's what I want. Are you going to go by Grandpa? I don't know. So there's a pop, tricky pop. thing, right? I'm going to call you Pop Pop. You're going to call me Pop. Dude, there's a fucking creepy movie about um, these two kids uh, that go out to, to stay with their grandparents at this cabin in the woods. And um, they're like, uh, and, they're, and they're, the grandfather's called Pop Pop. And uh, I think it's Mike. It's like maybe it's uh, Nana and Pop Pop. So they they're like they, sh- but they've never met their grandparents before. Okay. And so the the parents um, put them on a like a train or a bus or a plane or something to fly out there, and they go and they show up at the house and there's these two old people there and and they're like you know oh how's it going you know welcome to our house and the kids like kind of creeped out because they're these old people that they don't know but they're apparently grandparents you know and they're like being nice to them and all these things and. Uh, but there's something just a little off about them, like just a little fucking wrong, and the kids feel it, you know? And so, like, the first day, like, uh, the old granny's, like, she's cleaning the oven, and she's like, could you just get that spot in there for me? And so this little girl's like, sure. And she's like, just a little farther in there, just a little farther in there. And so she's crawling into the oven, all of a sudden it's like she's standing over her shoulder, and you're like, oh, fuck, what's she going to do? But she doesn't do anything. She comes back out of the oven, and the little girl's like a little shook, you know. And they they go to bed that first night, and then uh, they hear this this fucking do 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 do. This the one kid wakes up, and they're like, "What the fuck is that?" They go look out the door, and the old lady's like running up and down the halls naked. What? Yeah, like like, and it's like super fucking fast and creepy, you know. And then she'd go up to the wall, and she'd be like, da-da-da-da-da-da on the wall. And then she'd run, and she, the, the girl's like, shuts the fucking door and locks it. And she's like, she calls, she calls like, her parents. She's like, something's wrong. Something's wrong with Nana, you know? And it's like, oh, she's fine. She's just old. She's probably just sleepwalking. Don't worry about it. And he's like, no, no, it was more than that. And they're like, it's fine, honey. And these people are, like, in Paris or some shit. Sure. You know, and so, like, and, and as the longer they stay there, the creepier it gets, like, um... The fucking, the little boy goes in, he hears the noise in the basement. You never fucking go to the basement in a scary movie. But he goes to the fucking basement, and he sees, like, his grandfather is sitting in this chair, but his back's to him. And he's like, pop, 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 are you okay? Pop, pop. And he goes around the corner, and he's, like, got his mouth over a double barrel. And he's crying. 
And it's like, what the literal Jesus, fuck? This is an intense movie. It's super intense. And then like, and then so like, uh, um, they go outside and, and all this crazy shit happens. And it turns out, are you going to watch this? No. Fuck it. Turns out that like, um, the, the actual grandparents got fucking murdered by these two old people that escaped in the sale asylum okay. and took on their identities. They even switched out their photos of with them and the other original grandparents. And so when the parents showed up, it's just like, who the fuck are you? Yeah. You know, and the kids like barely survived. It was super fucking creepy. Like if you want a little, but shiver, it ended well, it went, ended. Okay. Give me the positive. <laughs> I, Ish, I mean, I'm, I don't remember the exact ending. I, I think the kids lived, but the parents died. But no, but like the old people were dead. Like the grandma and grandpa are dead. Yeah, but they, we're beyond that at this point. Yeah, it, no, it's super fucking creepy, man. It's like, yeah, it was weird. It was. Weird. What is with when you watch a horror movie, you know, and you just something happens, you're like, oh my, you're so fucking stupid. <laughs> I, I don't know, but it's a, it's the truth. You hate it. Because well, because you you know something bad's gonna happen. Yeah, you don't want to get that jump scare. Like, come on, don't fucking follow the noise. <laughs> yeah. it, it's there's actually a the commercial is well done. I forgot what commercial it was. Some insurance company where they're getting chased by the. Oh bad yeah, guy. yeah, yeah. By the yeah, they're like there's a running car, and he goes, "No, let's go hide behind the chainsaws." It's, <laughs> it's kind of the equivalent yeah. to that. You're like, you're so fucking stupid. Yeah, so fucking dumb, and. But but yet at the same time, it wouldn't be a good movie if they didn't do the stupid shit. Yeah, I know it they have be to scary. because yeah, yeah, it's always like it's the basement. It's like, yeah, you never run out the front door. You always go upstairs or downstairs. Why the fuck would you ever go upstairs? Yeah, if you're being chased, because then what? You got to jump out the fucking window. Yeah. You can't jump out the window. You'll die, right? But there's a fucking dude inside with a machete and he's gonna kill you. It's like you fucking idiot. You know, it's like go hide in the woods. Yeah. Well, that's just keep running. Yeah. The, the fuckers thing, don't even run. They just walk. Yeah. The thing with that is like, have you ever tried to find someone in the woods at night? It's actually a really hard. Yeah. And so like the bad guy actually would have a really hard, like, I know it's a movie, but yeah. they always find the people. Right. Yeah. And they're like crying. They're like, <laughs> and they're like they stop yeah. behind a tree and they're being super fucking loud though. Yeah. Yeah. But then the bad guy always finds them. Even yeah. if they're being quiet, it's like, mm, I think it'd be harder than that. Yeah, pitch fucking black and a hundred acres of woods. Yeah, yeah, no. I and I wouldn't stop. To your point, no, you just keep fucking running. Exactly. So you can't stop. So you can't like till you find something. Yeah, no, like legit, fucking stupid, dumb, dumb, fucking, fucking dumb, dumb people. <laughs> the only one that wouldn't work in is Jeepers Creepers because that guy can fly and smell you. I don't even know Jeepers Creepers. You've never seen Jeepers Creepers? No, dude. The movie gives me the Jeepers Creepers. It's fucking creepy. <laughs> Did you sound like Charlie Parents? The Jeeper Creepers. That's a Midwest version of Jeepers Creepers. Oh, it's the Jeeper Creepers, eh? No, I've never seen Jeepers Creepers. There's something with scary movies where I dislike them, but I watch them. Right. I can't stop. I know, same. And I watch them in like the stupidest fashions, like when no one's home. Or at night on an iPad with earbuds, so oh. everything's super loud and right in my fucking ear. Yeah, dumb. It's good, it's good shit though. Like it's it. I feel like it's like you you feel like alive. Your all your senses are tingly, you know. And so it's like a version of like you just like you're on heightened alert. There's some adrenaline pumping, you know. I think that's yeah. part of it. Like you just get that hit. Okay. Total side question. What's with 
the weird cult horror movies that are all about fucking boobs and shit. The documentaries or the movies? No, like the weird homemade movies that are supposed to be scary, but it's all revolving around chicks being naked. Well, duh. It's chicks naked. Yeah, but what, like, <laughs> I don't get it. I, I Give me some context. What are you talking about? Like, t- tell me a movie. Okay, I went on to Amazon Prime and there's like, just a bunch of random fucking movies that were, I, they had suggestion lists, and I was going through the suggestion, and then all these other ones came up. But, like, uh, what's the the chick with a really big chest and the poofy hair? Mistress Pam, Pam Elvia. Anderson. Oh, Mistress, Elvira. Whatever it was, yeah. Yeah. Like, all those movies associated with her. Oh. Like, it's all, like, it's all supposed to be scary, but it's all hyper-sexualized. Yeah. It's, it's like, campy. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Like, what's the deal with those movies? I, I, I don't know. I, like, I remember Elvira when I was a kid. She did, like, After Dark. Yeah. She had, like, a series. And it was just, like, I just was watching for Elvira. You know? Well, I know. And, but then half the movies, like, that she hosts, like, are the same way. Yeah. Yeah. They're super sexualized. But, you, I mean, if you look back at, like, a lot of scary movies, it was always, like, some monsters chasing down a hot chick. It always is. It's like even King Kong. It's a monster and a hot chick. Sure. You know, it's like, that's like the, the, the sexualization of women is like a big piece of it. I don't know why other than it probably sells more movies. Maybe that's what you it know? is. They're just trying to sell movies. Yeah. They're just like trying to get people, give them a reason to watch it because they know that the horror is like B-rate. Yeah. You know? There was a, there was a time like as a teenager when like horror movies came out, like I felt like there was a campaign to against having sex. Because the bad things always happened during the time that the people were having sex. Oh. Or right afterwards. No shit. Yeah. I know what you mean. I know exactly what you mean. Huh. That's a very astute observation, yeah. my man. Because like, as a teenager, you just want to watch the sex scenes. Yeah. And then fucking the murdering happens. You're like, Dude, well, that ruins it. Yeah. That's very interesting. Because, yeah, like in Scream. Yeah. Sex scene? Halloween? Sex scene? In the cabin? Murder. Yeah. Wow. Well, and, well, maybe here's the thing, and I I think you got to really, I think you're on to something, because when you're having sex, you're very vulnerable. Yeah. No clothes, you're emotionally vulnerable, so, like, you're more susceptible to to feeling things and being scared or whatever, but at the same time, it's like, then you're, like, trying to get dressed or whatever if the murder's happening during the sex. Like, uh, yeah, that's interesting. Mm. Interesting thoughts right there. Deep thoughts with Kyle, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Deep what are those? Thoughts. What are those thoughts of the random shit people think about? Shower thoughts. Shower thoughts. Yeah, yeah. Shower uh. thoughts. I just I like deep thoughts. Deep thoughts with Kyle. Deep thoughts. Deep, so deep. Deep. <laughs> the deepest thoughts you've ever thought so of. So deep thinking on <laughs> so little sleep. Jeeper. Super deep. <laughs> Jeepers. <laughs> creeper. <laughs> Jeeper. Creepers. Super deep thoughts oh. with Kyle. Oh, yeah, I gotta take a nap. <laughs> no, it's legit though. I never, I've never thought about that, but it makes total sense that like yeah. that they could be like the um the libs, <laughs> the fucking <laughs> the libs are in there trying to steer us away from sex when we were kids. You know, maybe like every time somebody got drunk, they got murdered too, mm. or smoked the wacky weed. Ooh, that's bad news. You're gonna get murdered. I bet you there was a total campaign. Like, like subliminal. It, like, hey, in these horror movies, when people die, it needs to be after doing something frowned upon. Yeah. Yeah. That's like, could, that's some, yeah. Yeah. I, you know, I'd be interested to see a tally of whoever watches a lot of movies of like, okay, 
out of these 20 movies, there's 300 murders or not that many, but, you know, yeah. 100 murders and 75% of them happen after someone is doing something frowned upon, either drugs, drinking. Advice. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Hmm. Oh. Interesting. I like it. Can't I like me. it. Well, yeah, I mean, it's like when, when you see, like, people uh, getting murdered in the streets, it's always when they're drunk coming home from oh, the bar. Exactly. You know? Easy targets. Yeah, yeah. But you're vulnerable. Yeah. Don't be vulnerable. The movies taught us as young men to not be vulnerable, Kyle. Blame the movies. I do. And society. Yeah, and society. Fucking society, for sure. Society shaped the movies. Oh, exactly. Goddamn Hollywood lives. Jesus. <laughs> I, I love I love saying the word libs now just because it because of libs of TikTok. No, I don't even watch TikTok. I don't have TikTok, but it's um there was this uh uh in the play that Bill and I watched the Russian troll farm guy. He's like he's like uh um the other like the the super intense guy. He was different than the other people that were Russian trolls. Like the other people that were Russian trolls were doing a job. Like, they were there. Okay. They had to put out so much output, so much connection, so much feedback. Like, that was their job. But the one guy said, he goes, fuck you guys. All I want to do is sit in here and own fucking libs all fucking day long. <laughs> That's my number one goal is to own them fucking libs. And it was just the way he said it. It was just hilarious. You know, because it's like, there's a lot of people that's all they want to do. They don't give a fuck if it makes sense, if it's real, if it's not. Even people here in the U.S., all they want to do is they own the libs. Hmm. You know, it's like, there's a, it's just like, it's so fucking, cause it's like, it's like a sport for them. You know, like they said, like this, oh, I was talking to the, or listening to this uh, podcast about how Elon Musk is buying, who bought Twitter, mm -hmm. you know? And he's just like, he's like, oh man, he's like, those people are just going to have a fucking heyday. They, they had a fit. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's like, he's like, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? No censorship. And like, it's like, he's like, oh, those guys that like to. Own the libs. He's like, then he said it like 10 times. And this is like, that's just kind of fun to say. <laughs> it's like, not that I have anything against people who are liberals because I'm, I'm fairly liberal myself, but it's like just this to the words own the libs. Like that's their, that's their that's life. That's the motto. Yeah. That's the motto. It's as sick as it is. It's just funny, yeah. you know, cause it's like, they're just, you know, they have like nothing better to do. They have no other life aspirations other than this, mm. you know? And so it's like, Twitter's going to be, I, I don't, I, so I don't do use Twitter. Do you use Twitter? Uh, I, I use Twitter more as like a news source. Yeah. So it's going to be interesting. Or do you think it's going to change? No. So I, th I think what's going to change is you will s have access to more viewpoints. Okay. Meaning the, <laughs> look, if you are a liberal, you're probably not going to like it because it's very clear that to date, the right side of politics has been censored to some level on Twitter. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like, like I'm. You can disagree with that, but you're wrong. Oh no, I it's, <laughs> it's, it's fucking, <laughs> it's, it's out there. All right? it, well, yeah, the 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 liberals run most of the the media and the mindset around media and and all that. And so when someone from a far right situation they're going to get monitored far more than the left right and so you're going to see more right viewpoints or people willing to say what is a right viewpoint without fear of being fucking suspended or whatever but musk has made, made it pretty clear like he wants to piss off the 10 per, the far farthest 10 percent of the left and the farthest 10 percent of the right and cater to the middle 
Yeah. Both sides. So I don't, you're not going to have fucking calls for, you know, lynchings and racism right. and fucking death threats. They're still going to monitor hate speech exactly. and shit like that. Exactly. Yeah. So stop inflating it, get over it, and just, it. not much is going to change, I don't think, though. Yeah, I don't think it's going to change a shitload either. I just think, you, to your point, you're exactly right. It's just going to be more, more opinions are going to be expressed. Exactly. And I think there's going to be a level of transparency. Yeah. From Twitter. As there should be. Yeah, exactly. It, how fucking crazy is it, though, that fucking one dude can come up with $22 billion? Isn't it 44? 44 total. But he came up with 22 of his own money and had to get financing for the other 22. Yeah. He had oh. $22 billion cash. Yeah, he's worth, he's like the richest man in the world, isn't he? Yeah, still. That's fucking insane. Like, I don't even know what a million dollars would feel like. Yeah, I know. And he's got $22 billion. I don't know how many million that is, but it's a lot of fucking million. I think, isn't a billion a thousand million? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. I love the people who are like, he could give everyone a million dollars in the U.S. And instead of buying Twitter, I'm like, uh, your math is wrong. Yeah, no. He can give everyone, like, I think they did the math. His whole net worth, he could give everyone, like, $7,000. Yeah, still. That's fucking insane. <laughs> yeah. Everybody in the United States, 7000 bucks. Everyone. Yeah. That's like, uh, I, I'm not... I'm not saying good or bad. I'm not diving into that right now. It's just like it's an unfathomable number for me to really believe that I could understand what that even means. But on a positive note for me with the purchase of Twitter, it's a bad buy financially. Oh, yeah. So you, I feel like that adds a level of he's only doing it because he thinks it's right. Yeah, it's, it, there's a level of legitimacy to it. Exactly. Yeah, I'm with you 100%. Because it's like, yeah, he's not doing it because he thinks he's going to make a lot of money. No, he's going to lose money. Yeah, when he takes it private, the fucking advertisers, the liberal, the yeah. fucking lib advertisers, <laughs> they're going to pull out. Yeah. You know, and so, yeah, it's going to be... But he'll, he's, he doesn't want to be beholden to the advertisers, which is, is awesome, because then he can't be controlled. Yeah. You know, it's like, so, yeah, I'm... I'm interested to see how it goes. I think I'm, it's a good I thing. I might even open up a Twitter account. Just, I think it's a good thing. Just to check it out. But I don't feel like it's going to be a huge no. difference. It's not going to be a tidal wave of shit. No, I think because it's going to balance out. I think you're going to have people who are on the right who haven't used Twitter in the past um, feel more open to using it. Mm-hmm. You're going to have the people on the left who think it's the end of the world and stop using it. Um and then eventually everything's going to come to status quo and it's going to continue to be a message board that's not worth what he paid for. Yeah, I don't think it'll ever be worth what he paid for it. I don't either. You know, and what I... So what I love about... I won't say him, but, like, maybe what I love about, like, his process is that he just... The shit he does, he does it because he believes it. Mm-hmm. You know, he's not trying to make moves like, and I shouldn't say it for everything because I'm sure there are things he does that are strategic, but, um, but like he just seems to like when shit like this comes up, he's like, it's something that he thinks is important. And so he's just going to fucking do it. And he doesn't care about the money. Right. You know, he just, he doesn't fucking care. So he's, he's going to, you know, Spend his forty billion dollars. I think is like 
his uh, his payments. I want to. I want. God, I want to say it was like a million dollars a month. Mm. He's got to pay back on his loan. A That's mi- not bad for him. Like, what is that for us? Is that like a thousand bucks a month for us? You know, relative to, ve- to sure, net worth, I suppose. Yeah, maybe it's like a thousand bucks a month for us. Um, fucking Tesla stock just keeps going. Doo, 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 doo. Is it going back up again? Because it I fucking so. tanked for when he bought it. it yeah, everyone freaked out thinking he was going to sell it. But yeah. Then, then they put all the, out their all their sales numbers, and everyone's like, "Oh yeah, if you're not fucking buying this right now, it's going to go up." <laughs> yeah, I've got some Tesla. I don't know what I have. I don't think I have any. I I don't have any like single stocks. That's all I've got right now. I need Tesla. The, I need the diversify. No, I've got single. I've got stocks. Yeah. I've got I got some. Um, uh, what those called? NFTs or not oh. NFTs? Um, ETFs. Okay. So I've got some ETFs and some and some stocks, but I don't have like a major. Roth 401k yeah no my my retirement is like mutual funds which is just you know yeah a company managed or purchasing a bunch of companies Mm -hmm. just to add some stability right I need to do more of that um ever ever since like my first my my divorce of my first wife um like everything got liquidated yeah you know and so it was all gone and and I wasn't like smart enough to like take it and reinvest it really well sure sure so um and i was fucking broke then too so that changed things um but uh uh yeah it's like you know 44 years old i should probably have a pretty decent nest egg by now so gotta work on that a little bit you're getting started yeah i'm just getting going just gotta get just getting going bro hey total change of topics i have to go to a wedding tonight Tonight, oh, that's right. That's why we didn't pod tomorrow. Right, and and not by we're not actually going to the wedding. We're just going to the reception. But super happy for these people. But you ever get invited to weddings where you're like, I know you, but I really don't care if I'm there. And to be honest, I don't think you care if I'm there. But I feel like I have to go still. Hmm. No, not really. Oh no, I don't. I I don't get invited to a lot of weddings. Like, I, but I think what you're describing is a Midwest thing. I do. I think like it's a big wedding. A lot of people come. It's like, you just go. Cause it's a, it's a good time. You know, you go to the reception and it's a good time and like big receptions, but they're not like super crazy fancy. Everybody gets together. A lot of family, a lot of friends, everybody has a big party. I I think that's like definitely like a Midwest thing. Yeah. It's like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to see the bride and groom. Probably for th- five seconds. Maybe. Maybe. I'm going to say congratulations. Yeah. And then I'm going to sit at a table with people who I could sit at home at a table with. Right. And have a meal. Yep. But it's a free meal. It's some free booze. Yeah, but I'm going to pay them a wedding gift, which sure. essentially pays for it. This is very true. That's a good point. And then, I mean, yeah, it's. So it's it's a reason to get out. It's a reason yeah. to get together with people that maybe you wouldn't see very often. That's not a funeral, you True. know, like that's the, that's what I like about weddings is like you're getting together with people that you haven't seen in a long time. You like them, you, but you don't make it a point to go see them because you don't like have the yeah. time or they live far away or whatever. So it's a really good reason to get together and it's happy. Yeah. And in know? this case, it's, it's more, we were invited because of 
of Sam, not because of me. So mm-hmm. I'm even further disconnected. Oh, sure. But it's just like, I mean, it was nice to get invited, but I don't think they would care if we were there or not. Especially I, you. Especially me. Yeah. But honestly, and no offense to Sam, I don't think they would, they would care if she was there either. Oh, okay. Well, like they're just family. It's like a family friend type thing. Yeah, you know, and on the reality of it is with the wedding, it's like if you're the bride and groom, it's like the only people that you really care there are your folks, your grandparents, and your like yeah. your immediate family. The rest of the people, you invite them because you're supposed to. Yeah, you, I actually think back to Sam and I's wedding, and I bet our parents had half the invitation list. Yeah. Yeah, easy. Yeah. Yeah, and it's like, oh, you can't forget um, Aunt Irene. Uh, yeah, right. You know, and it's like, well, if you're going to invite Aunt Irene, you got to invite your cousin Sam or your yeah. cousin Tim or whoever. And it's like, and Tim's got a new fiance, so she's got to come, and they've got a four-year-old. You know, it's all those things where yeah. it's just like, you know, it, that's why with weddings it just gets fucking out of hand. Yeah. But, so I have that going on, but at the same time, it's a wedding, and I know where it's at, and so... I don't know what I'm going to drink tonight because I kind of want whiskey. Mm-hmm. But they don't have, like, sipping whiskey there. Where is it? The Dwarf House. Oh. Just bring a flask. Yeah, I don't. I own a flask, but it's from a wedding, and I've never actually used it. Yeah, just rinse it out. I'm sure it's fine. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not super pumped. And I'm going on, like, you know, less than four hours of sleep. Well, Change that fucking mindset, bro. You know what's going to change that mindset for me? Some what's fucking that? Taco Bell. Taco Bell is going to make you shit your pants, and you're going to stay home and drink whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, babe. Taco Bell. What do you want me to do? I, uh, Dude, if you, if you showed up <laughs> with, like, two fucking bags of Taco Bell, and you're like, and she's like, we're going to a wedding, and you're like, you're going to a wedding. I got priorities. <laughs> we, uh, Chris. We know Chris. Yeah, he's on the podcast. Chris, yeah. Text me the other day and he goes, Hey, what you doing? I'm like, you know this. And he goes, Yeah, kind of a shitty day at work. You wanna I could use a drink. And I was like, Okay. You wanna come over and have a drink? Mm-hmm. So anyways, he came over and had a drink. Was this post when you and I saw him? Yes. Just last? Yeah. Okay. This was Because he mentioned that. This was Wednesday. Okay. But uh it was all we got to drink. So I pulled out the collection. I'm like, well, take your fucking pick, man. There's seven of them sitting there. What do you want? And so we dabbled and had like half drinks and just kind of mm-hmm. explored it. But that was a good time, and I haven't had a drink in a couple of days now. And so I'm like, yeah, I want to have a whiskey. And I know we're pre-gaming at Sam's Cousins. So I'm like, I don't think they have whiskey, right? So here's the thing. This is what I've decided about being a whiskey guy. Is that I'm totally fine bringing my own whiskey. Yeah. If I if I have a hunch that there's not going to be whiskey there, I'll just bring it. Oh yeah, I'll- that's the plan. Yeah, it's just like, I'll bring it, and if somebody else wants some, great. I got somebody to share it with. So that's the plan. So my question was going to be, what level of whiskey? Mm, Well, you don't want to bring a level one, because you still have to enjoy it. Yeah, exactly. So I'd say... And I don't want to... You don't want to bring a three. Exactly. So so is it it the two? Okay, so it really depends. I I don't mind the three, but no one else is going to drink it but me. But if someone does want to try it... If no one else is going to, like, if you think it's going to be a minimum outlay of people that are going to want to try it, so maybe one other person's going to try it, I'd bring a level three. Okay. Because if you got a level three, it's like, even if somebody wants to try it, you're not out very much whiskey, you know? And it's like, then then they can try it. You know, it's like, fine. But, like, if you're going to go to a thing where it's like, you know, there's going to be a bunch of people that are going to want to try it, 
then you're going to want to bring a level two. Yeah. That's I agree I with that statement. So now my question is, do I use this as an excuse to go get a level three bottle? Mm. Or do I just take what I already have open? Although, open right now, I only have two level threes, I think. I have that Bib and Tucker. Mm-hmm. And I have your single barrel four roses. Oh yeah, that's definitely level three. That's a, that's that's borderline four. It's high proof. Yeah, it's it's it's, solid. it's, it's a solid three. And I've it's been really enjoying three. it. And like yeah. I've been enjoying it to the point where like mm, I need to slow down enjoying this because it's really. Yeah, you know how much angels envy I got left. <laughs> a lot. No. Oh really? Oh yeah, I only got like. Maybe two pours. Well, that like, makes me happy. Yeah. Oh, I'm enjoying it. I'm good. totally enjoying it. That makes it, me yeah. really happy. Yeah. Fuck yeah. I, I told you I like it. I know. That, I'm yeah. good. That's good. Yeah. But yeah, I'm I'm with you. I was going to, like, when Michael was coming over last night, I was I was like, we were at dinner, and I'm like, we should stop at the store to get a, I want to get a nice bottle. Yeah. It's one, like, I, he's coming over. I want to get a nice bottle. And then I looked at the clock, and it was 8.54. Oh, it's yeah. like, ah, oh, fuck. All right. I guess we have to drink what we have, but- yeah, fun fact, in Wisconsin, you can't buy liquor after 9. 9 p.m., folks. You can buy beer, but you can't buy wine. How late can you buy weir- beer till? In- indefinitely? Is there a time frame on it? Uh, I don't know. I want to say I want to say maybe it's like, I bet you it's indefinite. Yeah, I bet you beer is anytime. I don't know. I don't know either. It's so easy to have so much beer that you, you rarely have to go get more beer after. Right, night. right. Here we go. Hey, Siri. Hey Siri, hey Siri, fuck you. <laughs> hey Siri, how late can you buy beer in Wisconsin? Um, the survey says alcohol and wine nine p.m. Um, see, is beer considered the alcohol, or is that I mean, alcohol and wine is is like spirits? spirits. Um. Uh, what's it say about beer? Um, I'm, I'm t- wondering if it's nine midnight. Oh, midnight. <laughs> Makes so you, no fucking sense. You can you can you can buy beer as early as six in the morning. So you literally have six hours where it's right. Don't buy beer. Um, but you can't buy alcohol until eight. Well, what time is it right now? Nine thirty. Bam. Bam. That means. The booze store, followed by Taco Bell, for great lunch. <laughs> there you go. Just there kidding. you go. No, I, yeah, I was at that mode where I was like, I, I and it's a, it's a feeling, yes. right? That you get. So, um, yeah. What level? And then, like, part of me is also, I'm still learning the whiskey uh, nuances mm-hmm. of going places with whiskey. Right. And so I'll be very honest. It feels weird to go somewhere with a whiskey, enjoy it with people, and then take the whiskey home. Okay. So I have the solution to that. Okay. And this is like an age-old solution. Bring a flask. Because if you got a nice flask, you can fill it up with a level four. Mm -hmm. And then you just go and you grab your glass and then you just... Pull it out of your pocket. You pour it. You put it back in your pocket. Nobody's going to expect you to leave that fucker there. Sure. And on top of it, it's like not many people are going to be like, oh, yeah, yeah. You know, like 
they're going to like, if you, if you only have a flask, like this is all I got, this is mine. You know, it's like, so if you share a little bit, it's, it's way more personal, mm-hmm. you know, but it's like, and also if it's a flask of nice bourbon, they're not, you're not throwing it back. Right. You know? So it's like, if you're going to do a throw it back flask, like at a badger game or something, then it's like those ones, you're going to put a level one or two. But like, if you're, if you can get away with bringing a level four mm. to a party, if you bring it in a flask. All right. So that's, that's the route I would take. I like it. I also had thought about, because I was looking at, like, sample bottles, getting, like, you know, some six-ounce sample bottles or eight-ounce sample mm-hmm. bottles. Yeah. And then you can just, you know, top those bad boys off in the essence of a flask, but a little more presentable, I guess. I, don't, I like a flask. I think I think flasks are classy. I really do. Like, if you get a nice flask, even with, one, like, with like a leather wrap or something mm-hmm. on it, I think that, like, it's better than a plastic sample bottle. I think it'd be glass sample. It's glass or glass sample bottle. I think it's. I think it's better just because it's like sure. whenever I think of sample bottles, I think of something you're gonna slam. You know, it's like it's, it's a quick. Oh. You know what I mean? Sure. You know, um, even if it's glass, like it's just a little quick bottle. Like my friends, I got a set of friends of mine for Halloween. They they when the parents come around, they got little like gray goose and oh, shit. Yeah, you know, yeah, and yeah. it's just like you just throw them back. Um, but like I think there's something with a flask. If you're just like pouring it into a cup. You're like, and then not a solo cup, but I mean, I guess if that's all you got is a solo cup, pour it into the cup. But it's just like there's something more to it than that. Like it's an accessory on top of the fact it's yeah, a good maybe whiskey. It, maybe my mindset on a flask just has to change. I guess I, I, I swing to a stereotype with a flask of look around, see who's looking, uncork it, slam it, slam right? Drink, cork it. Yeah, that's it the one you go when you go skiing or something like that. Or yeah, yeah I get you. I and I what's think, a flask hold like four ounces? I think it's more than that. Probably, I'm sure they make different size flasks. I I think a standard. I, I'm going to guess a standard flask holds eight ounces. I should go to Walmart and get a big fucking camping flask. Um, <laughs> how big is a flask? Um, flasks can be found in practically any size. However, eight ounces is the most common flask. Oh. So, um, five shots. Yeah, I was going to say that's pretty big. Yeah, that's That'd pretty be four solid. pours. Yeah, that's like if I have a flask, the trick with a flask that I've found is like um unless you have like a really good one, like if you got a cheap one, then your whiskey's going to go bad in there. Mm. You know, cuz it's like that cheap metal and yeah, you know, like it's like it doesn't seal as well, it gets funky. So I made that mistake once where I had a I put a level 3 back when I was really only drinking level 1s into a flask cuz I wanted to be cool. But it was a cheap flask that I had gotten from, like, some fucking gift shop someplace, yeah. you know. And so then when I went to open it back up, like, a couple weeks later, and I was just going to pour out into a cup what I had so I could just have a dram. It was just, like, it was kind of, I just, it wasn't, like, really bad. It was, like, almost like it had, like, a little. Metallic? Yeah, like a metallic taste to it. And so, like, it's got to be, like, a really good, like, stainless or something that's, like, yeah, like easy to clean. And that's the thing. you got to clean them really good. You know, because, like, they can get funky if you don't sure. clean them good. Because once you seal it, it's like anything else. You I mean, that makes sugars sense. in like, there. You don't drink orange juice out of a fucking stainless steel tumbler. Right. That shit's so acidic. So yeah. This, the alcohol, I'm sure, just eats away that shit. Yeah, so it's like you got to get a really good one. Huh. And, I, and I don't know, like, maybe like a, yeah, see, like a glass flask, you might as well be drinking from a mini bottle. You know, yeah, but um, well, if if I took a mini bottle, I wouldn't drink out of the mini bottle. If I got like a six or an eight ounce glass bottle, right? Like I would, 
I would try and put a little label on it to say what it was and then just and then mm-hmm. just pour a couple right. pours from that. Well, and that's legit. You know, it's like you've only got so much, yeah. you know, it's where you're not bringing. Because you're right. The, the, the bringing the bottle back, it's always tricky. Yeah. You know, it's like it depends on what you're going for and why you're there. Like there's times like I'll go to poker night and it's like it's almost easier to bring back a level two than it is a level three. Because mm. it's like if like I can justify if I bring a level two that they're not going to be drinking it anyway. Sure. It's just going to sit on the shelf. So why would I leave it? You know, but if I bring a level three, then is it then switched over to a gift to the host? Right. You know, and for future poker nights. And so usually like if I bring a level three, it's, it's intentional that I'm going to leave it. But if I bring a level four, then I'm going to share some of it and everybody, there's like an understanding no one expects you to leave a level four. Okay. You know, like with the level four, it's like, dude, that's a really nice bottle. Thank you so much for sharing it. Take that fucker home, you know, because you know you spent some good money on it. Yeah. You know, so like level threes are the ones that are like. I spend good money on level threes, like broke. <laughs> well, but I mean, I know, but like a level four is like really. Like yeah, it, I know. It's like even people that have a lot of whiskey are like, oh, you spent some fucking coin yeah. on that. Yeah. You know, it's like that 21 that I bought. That's like almost like a level five. Yeah, it's for sure. Like that's, oh, my, I I gave Mike a little bit of that last night, because he has never had it. Oh yeah, absolutely. Well, and I'm sure he, I mean, he drinks scotch already, right? He does not a lot of it. Okay, not as much as the other guys do, but he does drink scotch. He's got a Macallan at home that he breaks out now and then. Okay, um, but yeah, it's like he had that, and and I said, and I was just like, I'm like, just prepare yourself, and he was to give the swirl and the nose, and he took a sip. And then we were walking in the living room with the sip, and I just saw his face, and he just kept on like, and I go, fucking still there, isn't it? He's like, it really is. He goes, and it's getting better. I'm like, right? It's like, you know you got to, that's a level five. Yeah. It hangs on. Like, like if we were drinking a level three, we'd have probably had three drams. Sure. But we just had the one, and it wasn't it wasn't even very big. That's all you needed. That's a, That's an interesting thing just I thought about right there. When you have a level five, you spend a lot of money on it, but you really don't drink very much of it because no. it's so fucking good. Yeah. Hmm. And and if you drank more than one dram, I feel like it would take away from the specialness of it. A level five is a special bottle. Oh, yeah. Unless you're fucking rolling the dough. But And if you drank a level five as even a once a weeker, mm-hmm. that's not... As special as when you pull it out when Michael comes over and you're like, fucking try this. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yep, for sure. For sure. Now, the caveat probably being if you buy it for a special occasion specifically. Right. For instance, we've expressed this already. I'm going to go buy. It's honestly probably a level four bottle, but it's going to be the most expensive bottle I've purchased Mm -hmm. for my birthday. Yeah. That fucker's going to get opened on my birthday and you can bet your ass I'm going to have at least two pours of it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. I'm going to have one, too. You're damn right. You can have two. <laughs> I'll have two of them. My wife won't drink any, so oh, see, there you go. we're solid. Well, that's the thing. Like, with that, even that, that 21 that I had Michael try, when I first bought it, I took it to, to, to poker with the guys. Cause okay. Because it was like, it was my winnings from all of the fantasy football oh, slash sure, poker sure. guys. And so it's like I felt like it was I, I the one thing I, I the first thing I wanted to do was to share it with them. Yeah. You know, and it was just like and and I just laid out the ground rules. I just said, here's the thing. 
once this bottle hits half, it's over. I'm taking it home with me. You know, and everybody's like, dude, that's so awesome. Like, dude, you don't even have to give us that much, you know. So, like, when I was pouring it, like, uh, one guy, he's just like, whoa, you don't have to pour me so much. I'm like, just fucking enjoy it, bro. That's how I felt when you poured it. But yeah. I'm also not a scotch drinker. Yeah, but. it's like, that's, but it's like, that's why. Yeah. Like, I don't care. Like, if you're going to enjoy it and experience something with me, then I don't care. I'm not worried about overpouring you by half an ounce or yeah. a quarter of an ounce. Like, what the fuck? I don't care. When the bottle's gone, it's gone. That's it. It's okay. Had a, good, a lot of good memories in that bottle. Recycle it with the rest of them. You don't keep the bottles? No. Uh, That's what I got to figure out what to do, too. Yeah. I've only polished off two or three bottles, but I have the bottles. I'm like, I don't know what to do with these. I, I went through that same phase where I kept the bottles. Then you got like the cool cork or the yeah. different shaped bottle. And it's like, what am I going to do with it? And it's just like, eh, you know, I mean, I guess if you wanted to, you could like, we could fill it with black Manhattan or, or Manhattan project or whatever we, we, we want to call our barrel. Um, but it's like, I don't want to do that either. I kind of want like a big bottle though. It's a it's 750 is a big bottle, yeah. you know? So it's like, if you, if we did, I'd like to do the smaller bottles. I, yeah. I, with the Manhattan project. That's a thing. I don't know why we're calling it. What is that thing? Though? The Manhattan Project was like a, um, a, like a military or like a government thing. Yeah, it was like in Watchmen, Manhattan, he's a guy, right? Yeah. Connor just texted me. He's like, everybody's pumped. <laughs> <laughs> Surprised you're awake already, Connor. <laughs> Let's see, man. Where's my man? Project. Manhattan Project is trademarked the manhattan project was a research and development undertaking during world war ii that produced the first nuclear weapons oh we can call it the manhattan project well so we're researching developing and making a fucking nuclear drink well here's the thing though well i've already had a manhattan project with the, with the other guys Don't so it's like time. i can't i can't have another manhattan pro manhattan project unless we call it like manhattan 2.0 but you weren't part of 1.0 no. so we got to have a new name we'll come up with a new name yeah we got to have a new name <laughs> What, well, well, whatever we decide to put in the barrel, we're going to have to tailor the name around whatever whiskey we put in there yeah, or whatever. We'll figure it out. You know, and if I think that I like the idea of the perfect Manhattan, like that, that concept of making the perfect with the half sweet, half dry. Mm -hmm. I like that because I don't think I've ever had that before and I never ordered it. And so it's like, well, we'll, we'll sample it. But I, I like the, just the thought of it. Sure. You know, like it's different. All right. You know, so I think I if think it, it could start off a little different and then stay different, then yeah, when someone has it. It'd be like that's a little different. I like it. Yeah, we can lean into that a little bit. Yeah, so that'll be. But fun. yeah, no, I agree. I was when I was initially thinking about it, I was like, you don't want to use seven fifty bottles because then you got what four or five bottles and you're done. Right. Yeah. That. Yeah. Five liters. That'd be six. Six and a half, something like that, because okay. it's seven fifty milliliter. Oh, yeah, you're right. So, yeah, still. And I, th I think we did 750s when we did the Manhattan Project. Well, and, the, but and that's, like what, that's so what you said. So many guys bought. Yeah, I thought that's what you said. I'm like, see, that seems like a, like you're really limiting what you could. I mean, not that we. Well, how far it goes. Just, yeah. you know, yeah, just, for sure. how, it just depends on how far you want to take it. Like, if you got some bottles, like if you want to have an allotment that you can share with some friends and family or something like that as a gift, then it's like, then you want to do smaller bottles because it's a small batch. Mm -hmm. and you can call it small batch. Just like that. All right, bitches. Nice week. Let's get All out right, of here. All right, hey. Thanks for tuning in this week. We will not have a show next week. We will not. Kyle's going to be 
in the city of Chicago. What's the, what's Chicago's name? Like, what do they call it? The Windy City. Windy city yeah. The Windy Yeah, Kyle's gonna be in the Windy City. Then we'll have a special episode from the camp out. Yep, yep. That's gonna be legit. And then we yeah. gotta get back into drunk history. <laughs> Perfect. All right. All right. Peace, everybody. Much love. Thanks for tuning in. Until next time. Bye bye.